talking about the one of the what's this? Tell me about it. One of the voices of us. This one, it's another voice, the evil side. Yeah, whatever your name is, say. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very exciting collaboration today to bring to you. Uh, Evil Examined and Real Judgments is kind of doing a co-episode because there's a new film in town. Yes, sir. And uh, we actually met these gentlemen who made this film at the, what was it, PVD Horrors event. They were, what was it, The Burning, right? Yeah. So we got the guys from Death Drop Gorgeous in the house today. Woo! <laughs> We're very, very excited about this. Um, I'm going to kind of go over just who's who's in the house today, who's associated with the film, and kind of just some roles real quick before we give you guys a little interview. We're going to have them <clears throat> spin the Wheel of Doom. Dun, 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 dun. Which, Gene, can you tell us some prior experiences of the Wheel of Doom? Um, so the Wheel first originated on our first con, uh, was Scarecon. Scarathon. Yes, sir. Yep. And it was like a, it was, <laughs> it was a freaking hit. Uh, we ended up getting the, the area near the bathroom. So we, <laughs> we originally put on the wheel, like, how was your shit? <laughs> like, people found that hilarious. And we just held a sign that said, tell us about your dump. Yeah, yeah, tell us about your dump. Um, and people loved it. And um, yeah, it actually helped promote ourselves. It's funny, um, I brought my sign that says, ask me about my dump. <laughs> You have to make uh, lemons, what is it? Lemonade out of lemons, right? There you go. That's the expression. <laughs> so uh, from our podcast, Evil Examined, you got me, obviously, and JP. And then we brought Mike from Real Judgments in. Yes, um, just an unbelievable film critic. <laughs> yeah. Meathead. All Absolutely. around fuck stick. <laughs> uh, For sure. But really, the stars, the stars today are the uh, gentlemen from Death Drop Gorgeous. So... Let's get it started. We got uh, Mike Ahern, who's also, he's a creator, actor, and director Stack. of the film. And we got Chris Dalpy, who is also a creator, actor, and director of the film. Brandon Paris, uh, creator, director of photography, and editor. And we've got Wayne Gonsalves, a co-creator and also an actor in the film. And then finally rounding it out, we got Ryan Miller, who's a co-creator, sound and editing he also did and then he's also an actor in the film so we've got a lot of uh 
Men, men wearing many hats. Tall They're like orders. Renaissance man. Tall work right? orders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're excited to definitely pick your guys' brains a little bit on this. Um, we've never interviewed people that have actually uh, completed a film, so Pioneers. that's pretty. That's pretty Pioneers. impressive. Wait, Congratulations. is that true? Yeah. <laughs> no, we should just review shit. Oh, okay, cool. So, Talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was imagining you meant like no one ever finished their project. But yeah. I was like, well, I'm like, why? I was like why are we? Nobody <laughs> we know personally. <laughs> There's plenty of that, too. <laughs> but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. We're going to kick it off. We're going to start spinning the wheel of doom. We're going to have each of these five gentlemen spin it. They'll, a random question will come up. Um, or possibly an act that they must perform. <laughs> take that, take that as you will. Um, just let's uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, and uh, and then take the spin. Sure, uh, I'm Mike Ahern. Uh, <laughs> I co-wrote the movie with Chris and Brandon, um, and I will be spinning this very scary wheel. Yeah, I'm so excited. It, it has attacked a little boy, so be careful. <laughs> it did. It hit the kid in the fucking head. And they start crying, dude. Yeah. So we gave him a free magnet. That's how you silence him. It's only fair. Fold a wound with the magnet. <laughs> Look at that. A very yeah, generous spin. No, he was nervous. It was a nervous spin. Do we need some light here? Um, okay. Secret nickname for, <laughs> for someone or a body part. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't nickname my body parts. <laughs> um, wait, someone? Who or what Is has the someone or Someone or a body part. Yeah, you could just give us a nickname, too, if you... Just any, um, any I, nickname in general. I often refer to Chris as a Muppet. This is true. Very Muppet like quality. Disrespectful, okay. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. I really. At least you didn't spin first, so you can definitely retaliate. Right. <laughs> Stones have been thrown, well, man. Stones are thrown. Might be a bad reference, but does anyone watch 30 Rock? No. Oh, yes. Never mind. <laughs> There's just an episode with a bunch of Muppets, and the way they walk in that episode kind of reminds me when I see Chris walking down the street. How long does he oh. get the wheel for? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to silence I think he's about to be removed. <laughs> That's how it sounds. He's trying to destroy it. Well, based off this hatred, uh, we'll let you spin next. <laughs> Wonderful. But I'm totally going to get chug a beer. <laughs> I hope so. I will join. With Nobody's you. mad at that. <laughs> All right. Logistically, um, are we moving on? Yeah, come right on up. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So my name is Chris Dalpy, and... Uh, yeah, we created this film, and I think if I was going to start with any anecdote, it all started with, like, Brandon and I four years ago talking about gay dating apps, and we're like, what if you just got murdered going on a gay dating, like, um, outing? And uh, it started with some gross um, kill scenes that just developed into our full story. Which, that was a real thing, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there a grinder killer? The like, Craigslist killer. Yeah. Yeah, it happened like a story. month, and we're like, we need to get on this project. Right? <laughs> Brilliant. Strike, strike it while it's hot three years later. <laughs> Do I take the headphones with me? Oh, no. You can leave those there, brother, and uh, you can head right up. <laughs> this is very exciting. You know, he's preloading like every hateful yeah, he's, thing he's thought of just to unload. He's like, it. I've been waiting to lay this motherfucker out. Like, let's preload. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Whoa! All right. 
Who would you like to punch in the face? <laughs> <laughs> so fitting right now. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, we didn't rig this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a tough one. Um, I don't know. Like, if I was going to keep it on genre for, like, horror films... Um, we were just talking about that new Chucky, and I would have just loved to punch that stupid robot in the face. That's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. I hated him. <laughs> that and, much. And also the kid, and also the mom. <laughs> Actually, everyone I would love like, to have punched in the face. The whole cast? <laughs> it's just an oversaturation of remakes, dude. You know? yeah. like, that's kind of what we were hitting on before we started. And I would like to remake that punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That Muppet punch. <laughs> All right, next man up. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds glorious. Uh, I'm Ryan Miller. I've been primarily working on uh, sound and visual editing. Um, also acted, had a, a short role um, in the film, or not necessarily short, but uh, relatively minor. I was the uh, pup that uh, was sort of the, the submiss- submissive pup that Tony, the club owner, owned, who was played by Brandon. I also, Ryan, you didn't say your name correctly. I said Ryan Miller. What is You're Dr. Ryan Miller. Uh, <laughs> Are you really a doctor, dude? He has a, PhD. Doctor? He has a PhD. <laughs> I have a... I'm not even joking. I think I have that shirt. That Do you? Wearing. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. It's a good shirt. I've seen it a few times. That has nothing to do with him being a doctor. I'm just trying to dig up myself. Can I ask, what, what's a pup? <laughs> oh my god! That just stood. That just stood off to me. So, I mean, do you want to field this, or should so, I try? There's, or there's like a subculture of uh, men and women. It's primarily gay men um, that are essentially dogs and are handled like dogs, boarded like dogs. Um, some do it for sexual reasons. Some do it for non-sexual reasons. There's actually a little documentary on it on YouTube that kind of. Goes over it, but if you go to any like gay bar, you're, you're often to see like a pup in the audience. They'll wear like a leather pup mask. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort it's of a uh, yeah, it's a role play type thing yeah, where you know you right. might have a, a dominant partner and a submissive partner, um, and it's just a, a type of role that some people take on. So. Have you, okay, are cool. you guys familiar with the Bronies? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I watched that documentary. <laughs> How fun too. is that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony Bros. This Did is you watch that documentary? I watched like was, a bunch of stuff. I don't know if it might have been the same one, but yeah. it's just amazing. It's just, if you guys check out the Bronies and then Pups, maybe a new thing, you know? Yeah. If you're not aware, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check it out, you know? And try it out. We'll see it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's walking who? <laughs> All right, Ryan, it's a, it's I your turn for the doom. All right, here we go. Good luck, sir. Uh, who would you like to punch in the face? I why think we should do a second we, yeah, spin. Let's have you let's, sp- I'm going to give it a hefty spin. Oh, oh, this oh, is going to be very muscle. intense. Don't be afraid. <laughs> More muscle. Let's do it. Move the beer. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. This thing almost came off the wheel. <laughs> oh. Yes, sir. Yes. You looked up. Chug a beer. If you want, you could take one from the fridge or you can finish yours. It's up to you. Uh, Mine's pretty much empty, so I'll take one yeah, from there. Absolutely. Look at that. Honest. Yeah, Fucking honest. honest game this is player. an honest man right here. <laughs> I'll chug what I got. That'd be Two a first. Sips. That'd be a first, huh? 
I'm gonna do the uh, <laughs> Wachusett Green Monster. Can I say the the name of the beer? Yeah, actually? absolutely. Like we're in trouble, right? No, nah, we just won't get paid for it. <laughs> chug. 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 Now punch someone in the face. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's going to be Wayne. about five minutes so I can talk. So. <laughs> we got Wayne Gonsalves up next. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Uh, my name's Wayne Gonsalves. I am co-creator. Uh, I'm also the lead. Yes, he's our wolf We got a star here. He's walking the dog. I didn't know. Right. And this is funny because like, I knew Wayne just out of interaction and Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know you was a big fancy movie star. This is Yo, this I is no big clue. I never got the autograph. Now I'm your new scream queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Jamie Lee who? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you get though. <laughs> <laughs> We're praying for You'll the worst, be. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I hope. Ryan just went back for another beer. No, it's for Brandon. <laughs> All right, Wayne. Oh, man. Spin the wheel of doom. All right, I'm spinning this wheel. This is going to be filthy. I'm warning you all. <laughs> Kill? Kill a butterscotch? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay, get him one of those nasty-ass butterscotches. <laughs> crazy tonight. Filthy. We're just trying to unload some piss on these boys. <laughs> we got some natty ice in there, too. <laughs> I thought it was a clever euphemism. But you can tell us. You can tell us. It's not like some new slang, right? Yeah, we're, like, we're learning about pups. I thought I was learning about butterscotch. Oh, this looks horrible. It's They're not, not nearly too, as bad as they look. It's, it's delicious. Yeah, Mike raves about them. I love them. This isn't in my contract. <laughs> He's killing it. Wayne, you've had oh, worse Oh, sweet. Yes, sir. Oh, it wow. always goes down smooth. Yeah, oh. that was easy. Sweet. <laughs> oh, sweeter than you, kid. <laughs> I'm like, I hate sweets. <laughs> that is pretty bad. <laughs> All right, Brandon. I hope you didn't drive here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, did you guys carpool or? <laughs> we did, but Dr. Dr. Ryan Miller that, drove wouldn't us. Affect any of us. <laughs> oh no! If, but you're you're drove. if you saw how this movie was written, you'd know that wouldn't affect any of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're staying overnight, though. <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> My name is Brandon Paris. Um, I'm a creator, editor, <laughs> actor, director of photography of the film. Um, General good dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice spin. <laughs> oh boy. What's that? Um. <laughs> he, he actually can't Your read at all. sucks. Is <laughs> <laughs> it warm weather? Wait, worst <laughs> recording of. Your most shameful moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, us your, your most you, shame. Which oh, one? God, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> don't worry. I got nine hours on this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have an answer, I have one for you. Do it. Yeah, like, I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh, 
we got a house in New Hampshire um, like oh. two falls ago, <laughs> and there was an indoor pool, and um, we got there early, uh, like me, Wayne, and Brandon, and a few others. And um, Wayne and Brandon, the story. Wayne and Brent, yeah, I'm telling the story. <laughs> Wayne and Brandon, um, sounds like some shit. Wayne and Brandon got nude and tucked to themselves. <laughs> and um, we're quoting Buffalo Bill and chasing me around the house naked. <laughs> Naturally. Forced me to strip down naked. And then we got in the pool. And then I have a video of them dancing to Sierra's Love, Sex, and Magic. Um, completely. <laughs> twerking. Not twerking. Yeah, yeah. Not dancing. Twerking very well, actually. And um, See, maybe it's not so shameful then. I don't know. <laughs> right. Maybe shame's not the right word. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Like. <laughs> It was a very beautiful moment, and I love that video. There's a lot of tucking stories when I had aerosol burn on the back of my balls and Chris lit off that duster. <laughs> that was mine. So that actually, this is actually more shameful. <laughs> we were having a board game night and a lot of tequila, and um, by the end of the night, like me and Wayne had ended up naked running around the house, and then we put on Goodbye Horses, and Mike went into his bedroom to sleep. <laughs> we found an aerosol can and we kept like letting it off under his door and like yelling at him to come out and like blasting that song. <laughs> and Chris <laughs> had grabbed a can and put it between my legs, which with you know, if you were a tuck before, which I feel most men do, <laughs> um, let the aerosol can off. And it was all fun and games and so I re- realized that it's, there's like a, a, a component of that thing that's like freezes shit so I just started screaming in like sheer pain and like washed it off and I had this like <laughs> this giant black burn on the back of my balls and inner thighs that was there for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to put the photo up on the website. <laughs> and the video. That's uh, www.evilexamine.com to check out that photo of Brendan's so taint. <laughs> it looks better now. So. <laughs> we'll do a side by side comparison. We'll be the judge of your. Uh... That might be Well, guys, we appreciate you spinning the wheel. Let's go ahead. Let's listen to a little bit of music, real quick, uh, from the movie while we get the guys situated to uh, start the interview. just finished listening to some of the music from the movie Death Drop Gorgeous. That's Reason by Beta Motel. Now, that's a local Providence band, right? It is. Yeah, so uh, I know you guys used a lot of 
local music in the movie. We're probably going to talk about that a little bit later, but let's kind of start where the egg hatched a little bit. Um, maybe just tell us a little bit about Death Drop Gorgeous, just like the conception. I know we you kind of uh, told us earlier that it was uh, based off a grinder killer or yeah, something yeah. of that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That was fun, so maybe we can go a little more into that. Yeah, I can jump in if you want. I mean, it wasn't fun yeah. for the people involved, but, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it really started by trying to create um, a bridge between um, some queer stories and some true, true horrific things that are very specific to our lives. Like, um, we didn't see those stories anywhere, and we wanted to tell a good gay story about murder. And, and, and to me, yeah. if I can talk to that... Um, those are the scariest stories, in my opinion, the ones that can happen, you know, like the maniac, because that guy's real. Yeah. The CGI shit, that's not really real, you know what I mean? But the like actual Chucky. person that yeah. is there. Totally. And when you're watching a lot of horror movies, you're like, that would never happen. But then you, when you talk to your gay friends, it's like, well, I left my house at 3 a.m. to go to a complete stranger's who had never seen their face's house. And... You know, yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, like, there's like lots of red flags that you're not paying attention to. It's like, oh, come meet me in this abandoned hammer factory. Like, Can I see your face? No, no sorry, no, I'm, sorry. Dis I'm discreet. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I think that was the heart of what we really wanted to do. So um, Brandon and I just threw some like really gruesome scenes together and we uh then passed it over to our friend Mike, who turned it into art. <laughs> you started, so you started with the gore, it sounds like. Started with the gore. Which is a good nice. place to start. Well, the funny thing is, we had talked about this like a year before we brought it up to Mike. For some reason, we were, uh, Mike lives with us, so we were like kind of like just talking, and this idea got brought up, and Mike's like, let's just make it into a movie. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, introduced him to Chris, and then we actually like, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when I met Mike, I was just like, "This is a femme hating Muppet hating human being that I don't want to meet." And what was I, it? Meat stick fuck face or something? <laughs> <laughs> You're just a meathead fuck stick, right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I was lamenting to Brandon about um, we were kind of disappointed with like the current horror scene, and also uh, we were just sort of like, "Let's just make our own movie." And Brandon was like, "Funny, you should mention that. I've got this friend Chris, and we." We have these really weird ideas for one. And then we just met at Ogie's Trailer Park in Providence. Oh, Love that a good place. spot. Oh, such a good spot. Everyone's and had a bender there. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and then we just, um, I kind of just like, they had all these crazy gore ideas and like, I don't know, like pivotal scenes in the movie. And I like sort of strung them together to make a coherent story. And then we, we went from there. You, you mentioned the horror scene. Um, kind of being a little bit weak. Um, can you speak to that more? Because honestly, I'm interested to know what the local... We don't really have a pipe into the local movie scene. Um, mm -hmm. We more, what, review kind of like... Established. Our whole, our whole shtick is we watch the fucked up shit so you don't mm -hmm. have to. So we kind of try and watch the most <laughs> extreme of the extreme and uh, play it back to people. But can you, can you guys talk about the local scene a little bit? Well, maybe not like I don't even like the local scene. Yeah, right? no, just like just the, the the climate of horror in general. Over the oh, last, okay. Like, yep, yep. This was yeah. 2015, and I yeah. think we have some of the same complaints. Just like um, constant remakes and not um, allowing space for like new voices or new ideas. And I think that we were kind of like bummed out about that. So and just like the the all these movies that just hinge on twists and the jump scares. It's just 
I think we talked about this too. Like, I think when your movie just relies on a twist, it kind of loses rewatchability, which I think that's why a lot of these 80s movies are so successful in 70s too, where it's these movies were just flat out trashy, moralist sleaves, and it's like fun kills. If there's, you're not waiting for the twist the whole time. There's no, mm-hmm. it's like, and twists can be fun, don't get me wrong. I do like a story that, like, all of a sudden, like, oh wow. But then, like, you kind of already know what's going to happen. So I think there's, like, a weird trade off that you do if, you're, if your movie's going to hinge on those things. But if you could incorporate. Both of those things—that's the ideal film. Right. Totally, you know, like if you can, Absolutely. if you can make it fun and watchable to anybody, right, and then have the twist. That's surprising. Agreed. You know, because the twist yeah. won't be old as long as that's all. Like you said, that's not the only thing you're waiting for, right? I think like the French movie Martyrs is a great example. Like it's yeah. a nice twist, but that movie is just like a fun watch the whole time. And right. Like, High tensions another High t- one. Yeah. 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 You know, I, re- I rewatched that again recently, and. uh just a great gore film, you know. It's a blast. Yeah. I actually knew the twist when I first watched it, so it, like, did really, you see it coming? Oh well, no, my sister told me oh. because she, <laughs> because you she hear wrote, that, Vicky. Yeah. Because <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Victoria Dalby, executive producer, is terrible at synopsis. <laughs> like, and the ending is. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's a great twist. It's and we're like, great. <laughs> so why am I watching this now? <laughs> uh, but just to um, jump off that really quick, um, in addition to, I think, finding a good queer story and a good horror story, um, we didn't necessarily go out to write something that was so funny, but we ended up being able to like bring in a lot of different elements. That um, The lighthearted camp, um, I think, is true to like our John Waters like um, philosophies, and then I think uh, the horror is actually pretty dark. Um, so we wanted to have something that like um, jumped back and forth. Yeah, between. had a good balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Next awesome. question. Do you guys feel like? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you touched on it lightly about a couple of you guys living together and stuff, but I'm curious, like you know, different walks of life, how you guys came together and how you guys connected to even. Um, <laughs> well, I met Brandon at a bar in Boston. Um, admittedly, I thought he was attractive, and that's how I started talking to him. I look good in like bar lighting. <laughs> <laughs> also, <a> cool <laughs> Um And then we kind of like very not like we just kept in touch throughout the year. And then I knew that Brandon was a huge horror fan, and I was too. And that's how. We stayed in touch, and the conversation came up uh, later on about being upset about the current horror climate. Um, and then I met Chris, Chris uh, through Brandon. So, and I know I know um, Wayne and Ryan will be joining us for the second part of the interview. But how did you guys how did you guys meet Wayne and Ryan? <laughs> so I met Wayne when I came to Providence. Uh, he was bartending. He had a black flag tattoo on his forearm. Funny how I met Wayne as well. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Seems so, to be a common connection here. Like you don't see a lot of like gay dudes at gay bars with black flag tattoos. And I was like, holy shit, that rules! And started talking to him that way. And we've been friends for like since what, like two thousand and it's been like a long time. Two thousand five. Don't drink. Kids, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2005. <laughs> no, no, no. Drink more. You might meet your best friends. <laughs> and uh, Ryan's my uh, my boyfriend. So we've been together for like seven years. Wow, that's so sweet. Dragging through my. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen more Buffalo Bill tucks than I care to. <laughs> Expert. Puts the lotion on the skin. And I, met Brandon, and I met Brandon when I was uh, 17. Him and um, my eldest sister, who um, is like a 
local horror writer in Providence as well. Um, oh, nice. And yeah. her, um, part, her partner is a director as well for a lot of um, cool, spooky movies. Now, does is she it? just write screenplays exclusively? Or? Uh, no, no, she's a novelist and short story. So oh, she does what's weird, her name? Uh, Victoria Dalby. So she um, yeah. her most recent novel was Parasite Life and has done um, edited most of the Necronomicon collection. Oh, nice. Uh, we were at Necronomicon. That's yep. cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think she's like one of my first friends I met down here. Is that's kind of weird. Yep. Yeah. So we, I went down for Vicky's graduation party, and I'm like, who's the weird guy who loves all the horror and is covered with tattoos? So, again, Brandon, a <laughs> creator of community, is, <laughs> I guess, what we have to describe you as. You are the glue that holds us glue. together. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sticky <laughs> over here. Mr. Sticky. Our gang leader. Yeah. <laughs> we all hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you guys had um, uh, said that you were disappointed with the scene, the horror scene. Is that because uh, the representation of like uh, uh, the gay community in horror, or I think that's the thing with that is that there's such there's such sparse like gay and queer horror. I think it, I think it was more of just like I I love leaving a theater feeling like holy shit that movie was great and like I just haven't felt that in so long. I think like the last few movies I saw that really gripped me um, were like. I, I did love Hereditary. I, I didn't like. It took me a while to understand it, but it, I definitely felt something after that. Um, I, I thought the um, the Grindhouse thing that Quint, that Tarantino and R- Rodriguez did was phenomenal. I had so much fun at that. That was fun. That was a blast. Um, in regards, like, yeah, I think the Hills Have Eyes remake was fun. Dude, High it's tension. funny. I feel like I you have a lot of similar taste as as far as movies because those those movies are not relatively recent, but those are same ones that stuck out to me and like yeah. Hills Have Eyes mm-hmm. is one of the few remakes that I'll oh, say yeah. this was better brilliant. than the original mm-hmm. you know brilliant. and you can't you can't say that about most a of the movies them, yeah. you know? I have a friend that ate a pot brownie and watched that movie and pissed his pants <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, is this I friend in the room yeah. no <laughs> I would say like my uh, part of wanting to really create the story was less in opposition of what um, was out in the scene yeah. and more of just I'm like no our lives are weird like we <laughs> we know weird people and we have really funny awful stories to tell and I think that's what I really wanted more it was less that um, it was in opposition and more that we had like a really good story to tell that was unnerving and hilarious <laughs> so like the current horror was more unrelatable yeah um, I got it like I just gotta go anecdote on this one like our one of our main characters is named Gloria Hole and she is an aged, I saw that <laughs> yeah, she is an aged washed up has been drag queen character who is like on her last ropes, chain smoking, Just how you like them, Mike. I love it already. (laughs) And she is based off of verbatim, like, line for line, um, my old boss. Um, Her name was Kitty Litter, and uh, we ran development at um, a local nonprofit organization called the It's Care Ocean State. She is phenomenal, but actually... A monster, a real live. Hopefully, monster. she never hears this. Oh, <laughs> we've told it to she her. Probably oh, she probably doesn't know. Yeah. This she gives knows. her life. Well, she knows we're making a movie about her, but she doesn't know what a podcast is. No. I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> we gave her the script three years ago. She's like, "I'll read it." She never read it. <laughs> and first, then first name Kitty, last name Litter. Now this Litter, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> She also is drunkenly threatened to sue us. <laughs> but she is also drunkenly manhandled most of Providence, so... This will be the episode we have to take down. 
I meant Earth. Right, out of all of them. We're getting too much heat? <laughs> no, no, no. She's good. And no, she lives in North Carolina. We don't get fucked, um, dude. <laughs> Trust no, me, the shit meant, we say. No, I'm, a, a staple kitty litter question is, um, do you shave your balls and... Um, can I swallow? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I had to be like, you're my Wait, boss. She she's asking herself that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very existential question. You see in the mirror doing this? <laughs> can I swallow? Yeah. But yes, so I can. I swallow it so hard. <laughs> so, so this is a real person that we knew that we thought there was a story there. And then um, one of our best friends, uh, Wayne, um, we were like, your life is interesting and you're challenged so much in Providence that we wrote a character named Dwayne, and he is our main That's character. That's Wayne with a D in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my character. <laughs> Just besmirch everyone yeah. who was involved. Like, yeah. So for the record, this is not a documentary, but like, it's... That's, but we know people in it. <laughs> so, so guys, uh, what originally got you into filming, or film in general? <laughs> um, so is it porn? Is that? What you're, is that what you're, uh, I, w- I actually wish it was. If that's more <laughs> I had I my story is like kind of boring and wholesome. Like I had um, my oh, best. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, no, no. My best friend's father worked for the local cable access um, in my small hometown, so I had access to a lot of cameras, and we made a lot of weird movies. And I always. Played a female character is very strange. <laughs> very ladylike. Very, yeah, very dainty. Um, and that's like we just we were very weird kids and made up weird stories. And that's how like I started writing or creating um, stories. But Brandon might have a less <laughs> more interesting story. Well, it's like I did not. Yeah, I don't explain. We used to make a lot of weird horror movies and other kind of movies that were beyond inappropriate that will never see the light of day. Um, and it's not porn. It's not porn. <laughs> but um, we kind of carried this further. I did go to I did go to, go to school for um, multimedia and recording and filmmaking and stuff too. Not not so much theory, but more like the technical technical end of things. Um, but yeah, did you did so, you find that useful? Like, or I, do you think it's like stuff that you kind of could have picked at the, up at the time? I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it like waste of a degree, but <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm utilizing it like like ten years later. It's it's come in handy. <laughs> did you go to New England Tech? Unfortunately, I did. You did. <laughs> Shout out to New England Tech, our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick though, I wanted to ask something. Um, since we're talking about the film school and stuff, um, I noticed in the trailer for the film, um, I really liked the lighting. And I think lighting's a big component of a film. Um, you can get a lot, like, although I haven't really watched any of the film yet, obviously, from the trailer, it looks legit. Mm-hmm. And I think the lighting Thank you. has a lot to do with that. And I think that that's an oversight that a lot of filmmakers have, mm-hmm. um, at least that I notice with indie films. Um, but you guys didn't have that. So how did you... I, I noticed the credentials weren't really to lighting here, so I kind of wanted to ask you guys. So first off of that, because then Chris can film the rest. So um, uh, Vicky's husband, Phil Gillette, is um, an actual movie maker. Um, so we kind of like, <laughs> so used him as like a guide through this, like, hey, we want to do this, what the fuck do we do? And he, he was like our mentor. Us, yeah. yeah, like our mentor through this. And he gave us a list of equipment, like ha- things we definitely need. He's like, you need lighting kits. You need this kind of microphone. You need, you know, do these things. So we ordered the lighting kits that he had, and then just really just paid really close attention to lighting scenes. We bought some gels to kind of like change colors, 
And then, Chris, you can take away um, your, your friend that had the other lighting that really was cool, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I work in events, and uh, one of my colleagues is Uncle Thirsty. He's a DJ in <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island. Also an uncle, apparently. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. He has no kids. But, uh, <laughs> or, yeah. But... Uh, but one of the things that when we started this movie, we're like, what inspires us? And we're like, 80s giallo, um, oversaturation, too much color, like um, Dario Argento. And yeah, we wanted that. So, um, oh, and just to add to that, too, like, I think, um, to go along with the whole drag queen aspect, too, everything is very dramatic, like that, too. So, we wanted to create this like nightlife that kind of was just like over the top colors, very and, like, in that giallo, which so is cool because that's, that's something that's something that makes sense, but also you're able to tie in something you want. That's the first know? thing I noticed watching the trailer was how, right. how vivid everything was. Because if you yeah. if you fail the eyeball test, nobody's gonna watch your shit, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, if if you see the trailer, even if the story looks cool and stuff, like if it doesn't. If it doesn't have the lighting and it doesn't look legit, I feel like a lot of people are turned off right away. Yeah, they won't give it a chance. So, so that was one thing that I thought was really cool. So so that lighting is actually like um, event LED lighting. So like it was less traditional movie lights and more of like the stuff that you would light a venue with. Well, what, really? what kind of cameras did you guys use? Did that did that maybe have an impact on you know pairing with the lighting well or what do you guys? What's I'm your... gonna use the camera, dude. So we, we use a, a Canon. Um, oh my God, what was that? A Canon seventy, um, which like any camera with lighting, you have to really be careful because the LEDs can fuck with your footage too. We 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 have a couple scenes we stopped to like kind of denoise a little bit. Um, so we had to experiment a lot. We had an Osmo as well that we used for a few scenes. So it it was a lot of like kind of. Um, learning by example like we would spend this big day filming and then look at the footage next day and be like oh my god fuck like this is a hot mess because the lighting like the led was like interfering with the footage all kinds of weird stuff but like as we got better at it we kind of knew like make sure if you're using leds turn them all the way up like and maybe turn off the uv lighting which i kind of really liked but i like like a trial and error kind of thing i think with any camera you have and what your lighting source is you really got to kind of like Look at the footage. Record what you have. Look at the footage and see what it looks like. Because it was really just like kind of trial and error. It was touch and go for yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beginning. Cool. Well, that brings it uh, back to actually to my next question. Because um, I know actually earlier, I'm glad you brought up John Waters because that was something that I was thinking when I was watching the trailer immediately. Um, uh, so I'm assuming that that it sounds like you confirmed that was an influence. But we wanted to ask you guys about your influence and maybe just your own way like how'd you get into horror um because i myself i i enjoyed i haven't seen all of the waters films um but the ones that i have um i was a real big fan of serial mom in particular mm, yeah, yeah uh, but you know it's like way. pink flamingos there's a lot of drag elements in those too can you guys talk about those and maybe how how that uh impacted you yeah um i think one of the things about john waters is he just like I think he had such a, a punk attitude towards cinema too. It was literally just filming filth and just the being king of trash, king of trash, right. yeah, trash being, cinema. Being so over the top, being from Baltimore. If you've ever been to Baltimore, it's it is you know. Yeah. Hey, my the mom's king of trash. No, just, <laughs> the king of trash is trash. thrown me in Baltimore. I don't even know why I love Baltimore, but like it just kind of adds the spirit of John Waters to like Fuck going down Baltimore. there and seeing it. And I think just like right. Um, no, I, I do love it, but like it's very it's, uncompromised. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, his, like, his films and stuff. And I think that was <laughs> yeah um, a huge inspiration. Just like not there's no rules. It's a there's no movie. rules. Like, yeah, and I, we <laughs> kind of like went in with that spirit. I think um, for a lot of it, I think like our film is a little less. 
over the top and cartoonish and slapsticky than than Waters is, but that was I think more of his just approach to cinema. It's like there's no rules, fuck it. You know, you do whatever the fuck you want. Like you don't have to like do the rule of thirds all the time. Like we did try to keep like we tr we tried to fair movie out to make it look good, but like it, it really was just like you know what we're not like working for Hollywood. Like let's just do what we can, make it look the best we can, and see what happens. Um, right. So it's more the spirit of John Waters, but less like a John Waters film. Totally. Like, yeah. And you're more grisly punk metal than I am ever but like a dark um, dark horror comedy is definitely like my favorite genre like it's a great you, genre you give me like drag me to hell I'm in like there's like a level of like some dark humor that is involved but like I grew up on like you, you like a, death that, becomes that, her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Did, you, did you hear it coming out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I grew up on that genre, so if I lean towards any direction, it's usually that one. So how did um, they leave a woman, a bitch with a hole in her chest, from that long ago? Like, that, like special effects were not super advanced yeah. back then. Yeah, like, she got a hole in her chest the whole movie and like, threw Meryl Streep neck around. Like that was pretty amazing, impressive. Amazing like, movie. Method acting. It's yeah. um, so I would say that's generally like all. My, and you mentioned um, Serial Mom, but like also like uh, I always mess up his name if it's Charles Bush or Chris Bush, but like um, uh, Die Mommy Die and Psycho Beach Party like yeah. are also like canons for me. Cool, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So in the in the trailer, I noticed like one thing that stays with me big time was the sludge hammer scene, just <laughs> just banging off the head. So there's oh, clearly yeah. some physical. Uh, physical <laughs> horror scenes in there. Was there any like major mishaps or um, uh, any injuries? On um, the set? Actually, there was one. In there's a couple injuries. <laughs> <laughs> we so no, everything was fine and everyone's okay. <laughs> and our lawyer will. The lawsuits are settling <laughs> now. <laughs> we don't want like the haters. Money's <laughs> being allocated. Yeah, everything's fine, Brandon. <laughs> We don't want to give um, too much away, but we do, uh, in the teaser, um, and we've shown this before, one of our drag queens does get smashed um, <laughs> over it, like on a table and on a mirror, and um, <laughs> it didn't, like, we were worried we actually broke her nose, that, like, with one smash, it was very realistic, <laughs> and, and she actually has, like, yeah, she actually smashed her face off the table. <laughs> And it's, it was really unfortunate because she has the she has like the best mug in Providence for drag queens, and we were like, oh no, we ruined her. <laughs> you just killed the scene, that. man. <laughs> yeah. Million dollar mug, right? And believe it or not, none of us are chemists, and we had no idea that Alka Seltzer and latex will burn someone's skin. Oh, <laughs> I, totally oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that was the first. <laughs> How would that even come into play? Yeah. So oh. we have there's a scene with um, some poison cocaine. And uh, someone's face dissolves. Been there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just some Neosporin. Like, yeah. um, and we had a bunch of breakaways, too. And uh, there's a big fight, like, Dynasty-style fight scene in the film. And the two actors that are involved in this, there was actual some, you know, some abrasions. There's some, uh, some cuts that happen. I'd like to say we were very, very committed to the physical violence in our movie. <laughs> but, but guys, let's I be like honest, that. right? Like with these movies, like shit happens. This is not uncommon. You we know? don't like, have yeah. money for stunt doubles, so we did it. <laughs> right. We just—I <laughs> threw myself down basement stairs. Jackie some Shannon. people go through tables, <laughs> <laughs> and some people have to be our guinea pigs of what is sugar glass like on your face. Yeah, <laughs> or Alka Seltzer and latex. <laughs> 
Some WWE. Or, stuff. Our actors like guys, I think it might be burning. We're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> is it, like how hard is it burning? Like, how many we, minutes do we you have, deal? We have different <laughs> levels of what kind of reality. I got talked out of actually hitting somebody with a car, which. <laughs> Apparently it was too far. On a pain scale of one to ten, how badly are you being burned right now? So just get the fucking shot. <laughs> how many times did we say? <laughs> or no, we just said just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. <laughs> Whatever. Happens. So how did you guys uh, pick or secure the locations for the film? Was was there any issues with that? Was there any issues? Was there any issues? Was there any issues? Let me pick up my drink for this one. Are we doing a bitch session? No, no. You can do a bitch session. We're going to talk about our partner. Let's like sandwich it if we're going to bitch in the Let's just use I statements so we don't hurt any feelings. And we bring this up because we noticed on your guys' Facebook there was a particular post that was like you kind of lost a location at the last second and you were reaching out to the community to see if anybody could help you guys out, which that's a cool thing. You know what I mean? You did your research. <laughs> You're an antagonist. <laughs> we, we looked at Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like Harriet the Spy research. <laughs> Was there any issues? Yeah. Um, guys, if we know your favorite colors. Us, yeah. If you're not telling us the fucking truth, we're going to so. know. <laughs> so, I will say we were, we in mostly have been pretty blessed with the, um, the queer LGBTQ community in Providence, a lot of people, we asked them and they were just like, yeah, sure. Um, and if we were spilling blood places, they were like, uh, sure. Like it wasn't, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't face a lot of um, obstacles with securing locations. We had to brainstorm some that, that sometimes that took a couple weeks or so. Yeah. But are we um are we Wait, doing this? No, no, no okay. No. Well, we gotta give major shout outs to the Dark yes. Lady in Providence and yep. Hey, go give me um, shouts. Yeah, Absolutely. we that bar um let us in whenever we wanted. It, the relationship started when we're like, hey, we want to make this movie. We are low budget indie. This is something we believe in. They're like, great. Want to do a fundraiser? And like we're like. Yeah, we're not a nonprofit, but we threw a first drag show in order to raise money for this. Oh, nice! Yeah, um, that's Rob, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so Rob that was a my bloody Valentine. We did a huge drag show, brought in like a thousand bucks, and it was a big deal for us. Um, then we went to the Providence Eagle. They threw a pup show for us, like a dog we, show. Yeah. We know what that is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. So we now, privy to what it is. So now, think Miss America. Meets a like we did a best in adopted. show, yeah. It, it, made, it made the Westminster look like Michael Vick's basement, so I think they're really <laughs> nice job. No. I, we can leave that out. Yeah, well, we, we had them cut, we had them, you know, speak, walk, and do a trick. <laughs> oh, no. I can only imagine, uh, yeah. 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 um, but that's a little just, too general, <laughs> but that is like a great, uh, like kind of example of basically every time we were like we have a vision we mm -hmm. walked to our friends we walked to our partners we walked to our bartenders and said can we make this happen and yeah. people provided us the space and they volunteered to be part of the movie because mm -hmm. i yeah. know when you listed all of our roles i wanted to like emphasize i'm like i promise there's more than five characters in our <laughs> movie oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well not we just would, us yeah <laughs> and D dusk and pizza j as well too like dusk mm -hmm. let us shoot our our metal scene there uh, with some bands playing anxious wave and in heat and then um 
Pizza J let us film a scene there as well, too. There's like no questions asked. Like, yeah, come and fucking do it. Like, Ace 220. Ace 20. Pizza um, J also donated food to like a big yeah. shooting day we had, too, which was really uh, sweet of them. People really like Coliseum. us. Oh, it's funny. Oh, I had the, and I like the, the Coliseum. I'm oh, sorry. I had, no, I had a question. Hey, we gave you thinking, guys pizza, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I had a question with the, the, all the political sensitivity. I was curious yeah. if you guys got any pushback, but I'm hearing it the, the exact opposite way, actually. Um, well, we. we they haven't seen they it. They haven't yet. seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Coliseum as well. And thank you, Anthony. Oh, yes. yes, back to that question. <laughs> I think we had a lot of, uh, we as a group had a lot of discussion about that. Um, the, it's, the, it, it, the environment's very sensitive. Right. Yeah. Everything. And we live in a backlash culture. You say the fucking wrong thing, you're out of a job, your movie's deadpanned. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, yeah. like, it's like walking on eggshells, kind of, too, right? Do you we feel like you'd be like black labeled? I don't something like I, that right out of the gate? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of discussions about it, and especially, like, I don't think John Waters would fly nowadays, no. like, uh, like a John Waters-esque person. Um, but I think that... Um, bullshit for the record. <laughs> another conversation, maybe. <laughs> um, Bring Strangers with Candy back to Hulu. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Fine. we... Um, the comprom- I don't think we compromised our movie, and I think we were pr- we pretty much stayed true to the original script, and we we, I don't know. Um, we th- ha- go ahead. I think like a lot of, it, a lot of it has to do with intent. Like, what is the intent of what you're doing with something that might be deemed like on PC or deemed you know just all the terms that you can imagine that go with that? You have to think about what the intent is, and like. There are characters in our film that are pieces of shit, and like if we make them, if we make everything like edited and happy and nice, you're not gonna feel you're gonna you're gonna feel sympathy for them, and we don't want you to feel sympathy for them. So you if you kind of have to like find it's like a tightrope. It's like we want these characters to be garbage people, so they're gonna say garbage things. If you don't do that, then when these characters may or may not die off, you're gonna feel bad. We don't want you to feel bad. So yeah, it's like it's like number one, you want to stay true to yourself, right? Because when I write books or when I put out anything creatively, whether I'm doing a podcast, whatever it is, like, I just want to make shit that I would like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it sounds like you guys approached it with that same mentality. Um, but, you know, the best movies are the ones that aren't going to be unanimously received. I, yeah. I'm the type of person who hates those fucking movies. The ones that are kind of just like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody loves this no matter what. I, I kind of go to more the obscure, you know, low budget kind of thing that people look at it as like a treasure. You know right. what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. not a lot of people know about this. This this is cool. You know, you got to stay yeah. true to yourself. I feel like even fuck. It's sometimes you just got to say like, kind of like, fuck the political culture. Absolutely, just have fun. Creative freedom. And, and our movie is about, as Brandon said, monsters. Like it is a story about monsters and maybe monsters that are in yourself or that you see in others. Um, and how we deal with that in our own community. And, and based on like actual, so a lot of the things that happen in our film are based on things that have happened actually to Wayne and based on things that have happened to friends of ours. Like, so a lot of these character traits and like actually some of the direct quotes and stuff are based on stories uh, of friends of ours that have come, you know, come forward with these stories and be like, oh my God, this shitty thing happened. So a lot of this stuff is based on the people's experiences too. Not necessarily our experiences, but we're kind of like bringing these other things to light. So um, it's like, it's, in a way, they're yours though, because these are these are your people. Right. And yeah. If you, if you sugarcoat it, it's gonna soften it and make it feel unreal to exactly. watching it. And, and for all of our anxiety about like 
what are people going to respond to that kind of monster? We've found more people when they read the script or they see what we were trying to do. They're like, I get it. I get what that monster is. Yeah. And There's always going to be the asshole that takes it out of context and just talks mm-hmm. about one part. Fuck this part. You can't worry about that, though, right? Yeah. No, I, th- I think, like, as our movie will tell you, every perfectly bleached asshole expires. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Oh, oh, oh my yes. God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... it's, on a, it's Is on that what we should call the episode? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, no, I, think, I think it's one of those things, it's like, I think, I think people sometimes, they have the right intentions, but it's just a matter of, like, are you... Like, what is, what is your intent, too? Like, are you intending to educate? Are you intending to... You know, further a positive cause, and how are you doing that? Like, what is your method of doing it too? And I think there's there's ways that help, and there's ways that hinder. And I think you know, people got to be careful like how they do it. Right? Is it educate or suffocate? Yeah. Are you going to be abrasive, or are you going to actually look? Let's talk about solution. Let's yeah. not talk about fuck you. I want to shut you down. Right? right. Yeah. Let's well, talk got, about opportunity. You got a lot of people that lost the ability to apply that, like you're saying, and they lose all context and they single out one stupid item. Like yeah. you're saying, and it, it has it's such a lack of application to what it's relevant to. Yeah, yeah. And I think we address like a lot of like generational issues too. Like I think that's kind of like I think people need to remember it too. Like the characters that are older and the characters that are younger. Like we address a lot of things that happen between generations. Mm-hmm. So I think people, you know, as long as people pay attention to that stuff too. Like there's a method to our madness. Like our intent behind things is to like share stories and kind of like like you said, like highlight these monsters and you know like you know. Right. It's, I just like that you're using the real monsters because those, like I said, to me, those are the scariest ones. So I like, I really like, I haven't seen the movie, but now knowing more that this is like people's experiences, this totally. is this is good shit. Mm-hmm. Part of yeah, the story it's not like is, the boogeyman in the closet. Yeah, no, part it's, of it is ageism is a monster, racism is a monster, right. like yeah. uh, homophobia is a monster. And uh, also, my hopes for this whole story is it just ruins everything. Thing. Like I'm just hoping <laughs> that when people watch it, it yeah. ruins what they think drag is. It ruins what they think the bar nightlife is. It ruins what they think anonymous sex is. I hope that it ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like this is super unprofessional, but I really need to go pee. Yeah, you can pee. Say it is that okay? We have a bucket. just go the just bucket. Just what happened? Okay. Um, this is also super continue, unprofessional, but, but I missed yeah, the bucket. You just come back and hop on in your room. Okay. Splash back. Can I pretend to be him? <laughs> the squirrel's watching. All right, Mike's, now that Mike's he's taking re- a piss. Now Let's that he's really gone, he was the worst actor. <laughs> <laughs> if you li- if you listen closely, though, we can hear how powerful his stream is. Yeah, let's listen. Uh, it's not that powerful. To the mic's pick oh. pick up everything. Oh, we got uh, Ryan Miller stepping in for a moment. And a why do you know how strong his stream is? I have to hear it every morning in the house. We do have a toilet cam that he's yeah. not aware of. So <laughs> our OnlyFans for him are making us a lot of money. So. <laughs> Like, More than this movie's like, gonna make us. Like, yeah. <laughs> to let you know, Wayne and I Subscribe. are the only ones that don't live in the piss house because we don't like getting pissed. Wait a minute, on. you guys all live together? We're no, no. Brandon, no. me, and Mike. Oh, okay. The three of us, yeah. You're talking about the piss house. I was like, <laughs> like you're very fucking familiar That's with That's just the shit. what they call it. Yeah, it's, it's River thing. Ave Piss House. But actually, while we have a chance, one of the things, so many shots of this I movie are uh, um, at Brandon's house. I'm pretty sure his neighbors think we've actually killed people. (laughs) So there's actually some truth to that. So we set up, um, there is a scene with an anonymous glory hole that we built in our garage. 
and we were filming one night. We had a special effects person, Victoria Elizabeth Black, uh, this great drafter from Florida, came up um, with uh, her boyfriend, um, Opulence Black, who do special effects. And um, they were there up, for a week. We had three them. scenes that we were doing. Um, and we did, we've built, this, built our own glory hole thing. And um, something happens to this person's dick. And there's a lot of screaming involved. And we reshot the scene like probably like four or five times. And this is at m- close to midnight on like a Tuesday. And it's just like screams and like red and blue lights in our garage. Like, it's all you can see. And like our neighbors are like really chatty and friendly for a really long time. And then after that, it's we were slowly gaining a relationship back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like their kids would walk by. Like, when I say kids are like older, like in their mid twenties, would go by and like we'd see them. They'd, we'd say hi to us. Not you ever like try like, and give them candy? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three puppies. Hey puppy, come the here. Kids boy. know where the glory hole is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gory hole. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Ryan was making money off that glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> You got to do what you got to do, Ryan. Yeah. But all right, let's go. Let's move on to this then, because um, there's a lot of buzz about the movie. Um, you know, we have Fangloria making comments. <laughs> Rue, are you Morg making comments? Um, this movie is being called possibly the gayest movie ever. What do you guys say to that? <laughs> Preposterous. <laughs> That's quite ambitious. I, I fucking believe it. Just being around these guys for about an hour. You know. <laughs> Have you seen a gayer movie that you could plug right now? <laughs> All four Twilights. <laughs> Every single video of Brandon doing Buffalo Bill. There are a lot. That's they a gay home movie. <laughs> but they do count as movies. America's gayest home videos. <laughs> that fucking jackalope running around. <laughs> That's funny as people. Um, so those quotes sound like they were from our original like concept trailer. <laughs> they might be lies. They might be totally true. Yes. No, but so either that, way, there's a big buzz about the movie. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. So that trailer with that is um we had a, we had to create a trailer for our, crowd, our original crowdsourcing. So we kind of like threw together like a quick like let's make a weird trailer so I'd say like maybe what, what like 40% of that is in we, not, not that footage but 40% of those things that happen in that trailer are in the actual film the rest of it was just kind of like let's make it look crazy right <laughs> <laughs> we had to make money we, and we didn't have a glory hole at that time so. <laughs> but you guys seem to be avoiding the question Wait. about the buzz Could is this mind. the gayest movie ever <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck yeah yeah. yeah, this is pretty gay. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, that's what we were wanting to hear. Yeah. We it's, wanted to just get it on record on the record. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like gay, like up and down, like the musicians, the special effects people, um, actors, actors. So, yeah, like the businesses we used are pretty gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yep. gay. I, just, I love the delivery. Gay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's your definition of gay? <laughs> I think it'd be you. <laughs> you are correct. He's perfect. <laughs> you got the perfect. Um, I know. I know. Right. I, I know. You guys said you got uh, a lot of the funding from uh, what was it uh, the show? Right. The show. Right. Yes. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Was that the only source of funding? Or? No, 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 no. So that okay, was the beginning. We we did a lot of local event based um, fundraising. That was also part of how do you get the word out and mm-hmm. let people know that we want them to be a part of this project. Because again, we're not a film company. We had no money. We had no money. We didn't even have equipment. We're like, but this is a story, and we want you guys to be a part of it. And we pulled in like ninety percent of our actors, mm-hmm. fucking volunteers, our space. 
donated, we were able to do something that should have cost us $100,000 for like 15. <laughs> but yeah. that's that's how that's you huge. that's how you that's make huge. that's how you launch, right? Right. You you yeah. got it's all it's all community the support people yeah. that just believe in something, right? Yeah. That's, that's salesmanship habit, from somebody. Yeah. That's, that's like a salesmanship from somebody <laughs> in this. <laughs> We did a or lot lip of lip service from Chris. Lip service. We did. I wish if I had that, I would be gone. I would be so out of the state. <laughs> it was easy to make money that way. <laughs> well, that was kind of like our, our takeaway from this film too. Along like with you know. There are some like political shit in our movie, obviously, but like we also wanted to like promote like if you have a vision and you have art you want to make, like don't care what anyone thinks, just fucking make it. Do the best you can. Reach out. There's it's a big family out there of people right. that want to help. Even like within the horror community too, like there's a lot of like convergence in both communities. So there's people that want to help you. Like if you have an idea and a vision, like fuck what everyone else thinks. It doesn't matter. Like if you, it brings joy to you and you want to make it, just do it. Like. Yeah. Movies like Tangerine, uh, big influence. Like they film that on a fucking iPhone. It's, mm-hmm. That movie's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just think there's like a lot of like queer people out there, especially within Providence too, that have visions. That I think that are maybe a little afraid to come out and do it, but I think you know, just just do it. Who cares? Yeah. Right. It, and it, historically, our people have just had better ideas. Sure. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like uh, oh, 2019. I'm like, a heterosexual male, white, so I'm pretty damn near irrelevant. <laughs> we have some. Thank of- you, fuckstick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, in all honesty, uh, it kind of reminds me too. I know you mentioned Tangerine, um, like uh, early Robert Rodriguez, like El Mariachi. Yeah. You know, like he sound. It's similar to what you guys did. He just. He knew the guy that owned the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing he paid for was actually the film he shot on, you know? And mm-hmm. he just he just that makes you better as a creator, I feel like. Like you're more willing to innovate, right? right. Like you yeah. have you have because you have to, right? Like mm-hmm. your budget's more constrained. So it makes you be more creative naturally. No and pun intended, but you're thinking these... outside of the box. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And that sometimes that pressure creates a diamond. Dude. The struggle. Like, you know? yeah. Our just... mantra was just always kind of like, well, let's just see how far we'll go with this. <laughs> and we just kept going and going. And now we have like a completed movie, which is kind of crazy. Like, especially since, yeah, we had no equipment and we had no prior feature film <laughs> experience. So, yeah. And as it's been kind of go. nice. Yeah. And like speaking to that, just like having to be creative with how we're going to shoot a scene or like practical special effects and like getting our friends to act in movies. Um, who are good. Who are like, really good. Can we like give a prop to like yeah. our actors or something? Like we have a couple of trained professional actors in it, but a lot of these folks are just people like, we love movies. We love the story. How can we help? And we're like, yeah, you're great. Like better than a lot of movies that we've been seeing on. Yeah. What's going to be like the, the process for releasing it and distributing it because yeah this is something it's, we it's were intriguing very in. you know what i mean it's intriguing seeing the the vivid effects and then you know talking with you guys i'm curious how i'm gonna get my hands on it and check it out and see what's going on oh you're curious absolutely yeah. <laughs> well you have, you have all our email addresses <laughs> well played sir <laughs> Um, that's, there's a lot of question marks around that. Um, so going into this, we're, we are very clueless on how this all works. And like the, our Phil Gillette, the person we mentioned before, is kind of guiding us along. Um, there's a lot of weird rules with fest that like you can't show movies at a certain time. You can't show them in certain cities. So if you're gonna, if we do the festival circuit, there's a lot of like red tape that comes with that too. 
Um, we do. We, we're definitely, definitely going to premiere it in Providence without a doubt. Like this was a community film. Like everyone involved is just. It wouldn't exist without. It wouldn't community. exist without our community. Yeah. I wonder. Like, have you guys con- consulted on over on Thayer Street to see if they would do it? Um, that'd be fucked because that's a retro theater. That's pretty cool. We were thinking possibly there or the Columbus Theater as well too. The oh, Columbus, the Columbus like, is nice yeah, too. Yeah. They've been doing yeah. their thing lately. And well, that one's a gor- that's a gorgeous theater. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But if you want yeah. trash, you yeah. may go to. If you want the if you want the slime bucket appeal, you know, Columbus yeah. the the theater over there is very intimate. Like you're like right on top of whatever's performing. Like I went to yeah. a concert there and it was uh, Charlie Crockett. He was just by himself with a guitar in front of. You know, a small audience, and it was you pretty much had a back and forth with them. So that would be a yeah. awesome way yeah. to show it. They we, have they used to do a horror fest there in Providence way back in the day, and they would show movies upstairs and downstairs. They have a huge theater downstairs too. That I, I wish that they were still doing that stuff there, but I don't, I don't yeah. know why they stopped. I know like Dread File still shows some stuff upstairs. Um, downstairs, I've s- actually the, the popcorn in um, that double feature we saw was downstairs. Yeah, but that was a demons was of completely popcorn. Different. Um, yeah, that was a different company. I forget what they happened to them. I think that was like Arkham, right? Yeah. It was Arkham or something Zine, I forget. But. By the way, Wayne Gonsalves has jumped on because Chris took a piss. Um, <laughs> Wayne, real quick, while you're on for a second, mm-hmm. um, would you would you warrant us a uh, uh, interview with you guys after your premiere? Oh, one thousand percent. Okay, yeah. cool. We just wanted to ask. <laughs> That's a verbal agreement. Yeah, in case yeah. anybody missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys need? Oh. oh. Does anybody need a beer? Yeah, we getting fucked up. Crack yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all set, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing good. For so thank you. Drinking all your beers. I'm, drinking all your beers. I'm good right now. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna owe you many, many beers. Uh, he'll drink all your beers. <laughs> Who are you trying oh, to pass the Who are you trying to pass that shandy to? <laughs> <laughs> you better be passing it to one of the guests. <laughs> <laughs> We wouldn't drink that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I save the shandies for the gays. <laughs> At least save those until it's like 3 a.m. and we're on your wall. <laughs> At a certain point, nobody's going to give a shit. <laughs> Ask your question first. Oh. Do your fucking job. <laughs> Do your right. fucking job. He's got to piss, but he, everyone's everyone's doing a piss train right yeah. now. I know. I my fucking bladder's about to. Yeah, I was holding it. Yeah. You I drink a lot get to of break. Beer. You know what? You don't look like you're holding it though. Yeah. That's not even on the mic. Uh-oh. Easy. Uh, that wasn't me. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Is there a demon in here? <laughs> Your radiator fell off. Oh, okay. Whatever. I'm sure it just did that by itself. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like blaming my radiator and shit. No? There's a ghost in here. Whoa. <laughs> fucking radiator's old as fuck. Speaking <laughs> of uh, special effects... Uh, can you guys tell us some uh, a little bit about your special effects for the film? Nice. Sure. Yeah. Um, Brandon has a lot of knowledge and um, of creating his own very gortastic Halloween costumes. So he came in with a lot of like, oh yeah, we'll just do it like this, and like knew some stuff. But there was um, there are many scenes that are very bloody and very over the top that we required um, outside help. So. We, um, I don't know if you guys probably have not heard of the show Dragula. Uh, <laughs> I I we don't look like we fucking watching Dragula, bro. <laughs> That's an insult. I don't know. It's a pretty cool show. You um, should. It's a horror drag show. It's a horror drag show along the Doing. vein. 
<laughs> um, along the vein of RuPaul's Drag Race, and one of the contestants. I used to watch that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> confessions. Oh my God, we have an ally in the room. Yeah. <laughs> allies. <laughs> allies. Um, so uh, one of the finalists Kirstie on. Ally, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to make assumptions about Gene's background or what he's into. <laughs> um, so we got Eddie, the eyes on you, boy. <laughs> Tried to give him like the flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the finalists for um, one of, uh, on that show, her name is Victoria Elizabeth Black. That's her drag name. Uh, is super talented, and we um, asked her to do three scenes in our movie, and she absolutely killed it. And the scenes are disgusting and great. And we couldn't have asked for a better special effects artist. And we also, um, another person we asked for for two scenes, I believe, is a guy named Scott uh, C. Miller. Um, he's in a lot of indie horror movies. His most recent was this one, and this title is interesting. Uh, it's The Man Who Killed Hitler and Also Bigfoot. I heard that title I just, before. I was about to rent that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this sounds stupid. It's apparently good, though. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed it's to be really good. All I can say is the special yeah. effects are fucking cool. Yes. Yeah. So if you see it, right. the guy that did the special effects in that uh, did a couple scenes in our movie as well. Uh, we were, nice. Yeah, we were very, very grateful for those, oh, that's both cool. of those two people. That's like a legitimate... Yeah, I'm we got some legitimate, yeah, some ge- legitimate artists. You guys like to downplay your shit, but that's legitimate. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As, as campy we as we paid like, money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that costs some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like as campy as like our movie is, too. as campy as our stuff is, like the gores. We didn't go campy with the gore. The gore is pretty realistic. Like it's not like like trauma gore or like you know like some you know older Italian gore. It's like pretty like we try to keep it as real as possible. It's like. Our darks are dark, and our lights are light. Like our light moments are fun, and our dark moments are fucking gross. Yeah. And that um, Victoria and Scott definitely like made it look good. <laughs> well, I feel like we're gonna talk about that a little bit more coming up um, because the gore is um, from the trailer that I saw. The gore looked fucking awesome. Yes. Um, very disturbing. Loved it. Uh, that's what that equals to me. But um, we want to thank uh, the first three fellas that came on. We got again. That's Mike. Ahern, creator, actor, director, Chris Dalpe, nice. uh, creator, actor, director, <laughs> and Brandon Paris. He's Mr. Sticky the Glue. He's going to come back when Wayne and Ryan join us. And again, Brandon is the creator, actor, director of photography, and editor. Don't fuck around with them. Why don't you guys check out a quick excerpt from their movie, Death Drop Gorgeous, right now. And then we'll be back with the other fuckfaces. Good evening, folks. What you are about to see should not be viewed by the faint of heart. This motion picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, is a bloodbath of hysteria, drenched in the macabre and seeping with the gay agenda. This cinematic nightmare should not be viewed by youth or the impressionable, for they may leave the theater completely snatched and tucked. A tale of murder and mayhem, lust and depravity, plagued with acts of abomination. Feast your eyes and ears on Death Drop Gorgeous. The horror begins when mysterious loner Dwayne returns to the city of Providence, Rhode Island after a volatile breakup. It was just a dumb idea opening a business with a boyfriend and shit. He finds himself back at his old job, 
bartending at the outhouse. Tony, I will take any ship you can give me. Amidst an unhinged drag queen rivalry between the young and beautiful Janet Fitness. Because if you gotta have two faces, at least make one of them pretty. And the legendary first lady of Providence, Gloria Hole. <laughs> Every perfectly bleached asshole expires. But the battling queens aren't the only ones drawing blood. Watch the teeth. Dude, watch the fucking teeth! Terror erupts as corpses of young gay men turn up slaughtered and completely drained. Four dead bodies? You think people ain't gonna talk? As the body count rises and his business slowly slips through what's left of his fingers, the owner of the outhouse, Tony, hires two of Providence's finest to cover up the carnage and unmask the killer. I paid you two twice a fuck ton of money to make this go away, and here you fucking are! But whether you like it or not, it looks like we got a serial killer on our hands. But the investigation unravels, and the butcher remains one step ahead. I don't know if I can work here anymore. We could be next. So the detectives apprehend this maniac before every drop of blood is sucked out of Providence. Or will the killer succeed in their nefarious plan? Banned in 28 countries and based on true events, will you survive Death Drop Gorgeous? Let me pick up my drink for this one. And I hope you guys all enjoyed the trailer from Death Drop Gorgeous, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, bitches. Understand the name of the movie. If not, you're stupid. Because, listen, this is going to be one of the most influential films in the history of Rhode Island. Maybe the history of the world. Yeah. So, if, if the trailer didn't trigger you enough, um, I don't know. You probably should just end it. But, uh, <laughs> you're probably already dead. We've got a couple other fellas that are going to be on now. Uh, we just had... Mike Ahern and also uh, Chris Delpy. They were just on. Thanks again, fellas. Um, but now we're bringing on a couple other members. We're going to keep Brandon Paris as he is Mr. Sticky the Glue. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to be adding our good friend Wayne Gonsalves, co-creator and actor in the film. And also, uh, of course, Ryan Miller, co-creator, sound and editing actor. So... Let's go ahead and just, uh, <laughs> Wolf. Mr. Pup, Mr. Pup Wolf. But, uh, all right, guys, I think this is, uh, something that every movie deals with. So we thought it'd be a fun question to kind of ask you guys, uh, what was your greatest challenge on the set of Death Drop Gorgeous? I think one of the biggest challenges is having no staff. So it was literally the five of us scrambling to do fucking everything. And like, if we had the special effects people on there, do the special effects stuff, we had no one doing lighting. We're doing lighting. We're filming. Um, if we're acting in the scenes, then we're down even less crew. So it's like, it's us doing multiple roles. Like, there are scenes, like, where I'm in my costume filming and then jumping back into acting. There's scenes where, like, 
you know, Chris and Wayne are doing makeup on people and then running back into the scene and acting. And, you know, Mike is trying to direct, but is also like moving lights around. So having a small crew is, was definitely hard. And there's, there's a lot of scenes where you're on time constraints too. And, you know, we have our friend Jeff, who's also a big horror fan too, like letting us borrow his car. He has to work at 5 a.m. We have to wait for the sun to go down and we're, we're on, you know, some of the drag queens are late and it's just like, you know, it's just, Having a small crew and not not being a real actual production is, yeah. is really difficult. <laughs> do you think no. you'll appreciate it more for that, or do you think it'll be like a relief at the end, more so than something I think we'll, you admire? I think we'll appreciate it more, and I think it's part of what I was saying before of like just you know some just influencing the people just to do it, just fucking do yeah. it, even if it seems hard and a pain in the ass. At the end of the day, you're gonna get it done. Like I can be a, a, a fucking cut on set too and get really aggravated and stressed out, and then like you know at the end of the day, like we have a product that's done, <clears> and I think every you know it's. It gets stressful and crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you could complain about it, or you, like you said, you could do it. You yeah, know? and the, people tend to complain more these days than do. So it's it's cool to see guys out there actually, you know, a finished product. That's something to be proud of, you know. Yeah. So congratulations to you guys. I know Thank that you. was kind of from um, uh, director's perspective. I know you did other roles in the film, but I'd be interested to hear like from Ryan, maybe mm-hmm. like as far as like sound and editing. Um, maybe some of the more less glorified aspects of the film. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, less glorified, but yeah, like, you know equally you're, important. You're like, like, you're like the more offensive line and, and more than I realize. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That pop costume. Back home. <laughs> yeah, like nobody yeah. cares that <laughs> Tom. Theme here. Everybody loves to see Tom Brady throw a touchdown, but they don't think about the guys that are blocking for him. And yeah, I kind of yeah. see that. Like, okay, you're an editor. You're sound. That's kind of after the fact. Yeah. Um, you're also a phenomenal actor, oh, though. Thank you. But. Thank you. Yeah, best puppy you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, sound is, has always been like a, you know, a tricky part of the film. I mean, as Brandon mentioned, we had equipment that was recommended to us to get. Um, we, you know, I was like the one guy operating sound most of the time. Um, so, you know, you have a boom mic. Often, you know, we have scenes where the two characters aren't directly in front of the character, or sorry, the directly in front of the camera. Um, and so you're, you know, you're getting as close as you can, but then of course we're filming in locations like clubs where we don't have control over the stupid fucking air conditioner that comes on every five minutes in like, rota- you know, in cycles. Right. It's like, and this so room. then, Same yeah, thing. exactly. So you're doing like all these takes and then like the perfect take, you go and listen and you're like, fuck, the air conditioner came on. So then it you're sucks. trying to do some sort of like noise reduction on it, which doesn't always work out. What um, about dubbing though? You, we've had to do that a few times, and we're actually, I think, going to have to do that a few times more before before we're done. Um, and that's that's something that, like, I think is something you definitely have to have in your like back pocket. Like, say, all right, well, we did the best we could, but we're going to have to bring people in and do some dubbing for the scene because, and then of course, you have to like fully the sound effects on top of that and everything else to make it seem realistic. So. You don't, want, you don't want it to be police academy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> maybe, I mean, you know, we, yeah, it's campy, and that's that's a part of the charm. But um, I, it, I will just say for anyone who hasn't ever done a movie who plans on doing it, make sure you get sound good the first time, if at all possible, because it will save you countless hours later um, of having to go in and, and you know make edits and change things and redo things and all that good stuff. And, and I think anyone that might be listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. like obviously they're inter- probably interested in horror movies in general, but maybe there's some other filmmakers out there. Mm-hmm. Can you suggest any products maybe that you've had success with? I know we talked about some of the cameras and the lighting. Um, from a sound perspective, is there anything 
Anything there oh, that gosh. I mean, you know, because like, I, I I've uh, done like a couple small things. Not to cut yeah. you off, sorry. I've done no, a couple small fine. things, but we did like we used like an on the fly Zoom kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you recommend that you found more success with or easier? You, honestly, it's it's hard for me to make any sort of recommendation just because we we had such a limited budget when we first started um, when we first got our initial equipment that we, we honestly didn't even have different options that we were considering. Right. Um, we had recommendations from the, you know, from our, from our friend who actually has some experience with film. Um, and that's what we got. And we never tried any alternative equipment because we were like, all right, we have a few hundred dollars in our hand. We have to buy something. We let somebody else make the decision. And that's what we used for the rest of the film. So in order to like make a proper comparison and say how that you know squares up against other sorts of products, it's going to be really hard yeah. for me to say because that's what we we made we made do with it for like the rest of the film and you know. In, in all honesty, the the mic we had did do a good job. Um, I don't know the name of the mic. Was it a road? <laughs> it was yeah, a road. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a road. Yeah, right yeah. I just think like we ride that bitch and to it's, the death. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those things that like again, like if you, if you use it properly, if you control ambient sound. If you hold it close enough to the person speaking, yeah, it does a good job. It's just an it's art, great. though. Right. Um, but that that stuff, to me, is more important than the product itself. Like, if you do everything just right, um, which I by no means claim to have done because, you know, you always have problematic scenes with, you know, bad audio and everything, and you just have to deal with it. But, um, but yeah, it's I think it's more about, like, the finesse and figuring out how to do it, which was definitely a learning curve for us. and something that we learned throughout the film. So there's some scenes that we'd filmed early on that I'm like, oh shit, I wish we could go back and do that. And then there's later ones that sound great, you know? So um, we just had to sort of make do with what we have and, and redo things if we need to. But, uh, but yeah. Well, Cause I find this question particularly interesting. Cause like I've, I've always loved recording whether it, cause I've, I mean, I took, I told Chris during the break, like I was at a band earlier. I know mm-hmm. jeans was in a band. Mike does home recording. So I think a lot of us in this generation, uh, we've done some sort of home recording, yeah, and it's a lot more confined and easy and controllable, mm-hmm. right? But when you're out on a scene, oh yeah, it's a completely different ball game. And and when wind, we, city noises, everything else, yeah, <laughs> that's what we learned. Like yeah. like when I was I was trying to make short films earlier years ago, and I I ran into that just like wow, this is completely different. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, for anyone that thinks it's something you could kind of just pick up and. Hope for the best for it. Unfortunately, it's not that, but there are ways to do it. It sounds like I'm. I'm interested to see the uh, the sound quality of the film. Well, and to go along with that too, um, you know, the, the program that we used to edit on it was DaVinci um, Resolve. DaVinci Resolve, which is free. It's it's very similar to Premiere. I highly highly recommend it. Um, Premiere is a great program too, but when you're on a budget, like free is better than twenty bucks a month. Um, and we were there's a lot of Absolutely. great sound options in there too and we did a lot of foleying there's free sound libraries galore so if you need to add foleying and sound effects there YouTube is a great resource free sound lab free sound library.org is a great resource too so there's a lot of stuff out there where you can do this stuff on your own but like in regards Definitely. to like the actual quality quality of the the sound itself it's yeah that comes back into just practice like you said and then like because um, we've done foley sounds ourselves like um for example our intro for real yeah, judgments absolutely. the footsteps mm-hmm. yeah we record these things ourselves um mm-hmm. which is easy in a controlled environment but then, but then there becomes a question of mixing right mm-hmm. we want to make sure we blend it correctly with the audio that yeah. the raw audio we're getting yeah. from the scene so yeah a lot of times when you go back and you do you know if you're if you're dubbing you have to consider um like you said the audio that was recorded in the actual environment 
and match them. And often that means like adding reverb or echoes or things in order to make it sound like it was recorded in the middle of a big club rather than in a studio. Um, so once you add those things, you can kind of, you know, trial and error, see like, well, if I tweak this and change that, then you can start to get the vocals to match up to the original environment. But um, again, that's more of like a trial and error art form. Right. And I think science. people don't appreciate sometimes how tedious that can be. Like yeah. he's literally going through dozens of filters on a particular sound, pairing it with another sound. Does it sound right? Is it just me that thinks it sounds good? Right. Like, there's a whole bunch of things to it. So yeah, there's a there's a ton of bells and whistles that you can tweak. Um, Sound is hands I, down the most tedious. Uh, the whole it is thing. tedious. It's the le- least fun part, and it's <laughs> yeah. And, but that's it, why I said like you're like the unglorified hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like fun to talk yeah, about. Well, don't that. call me a hero yet. So. <laughs> uh, I will say though, not, not to to um, derail things too much, but. Aside from sound, the thing one of the things that I think was super challenging um, was so we have one camera other than we have two. We had an Osmo that we used, but we didn't usually use them simultaneously for a couple of like important scenes that we couldn't redo. We did use them both, but we usually only had one camera, and um, we that means that for any given scene where you obviously have multiple shots from different angles, we had to use the same camera. We had to redo everything again and again and again and again from different angles. And in our movie, we have a lot of animated characters. And I don't know if you've met Chris before, <laughs> the Muppet. The Muppet, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he's a very animated guy. And so often you'd have scenes where he's doing a great job and his arms are, you know, flailing and going around. And then we do another shot that we want to cut to. And we're like, fuck, his, his arms are like in the air in this shot. And then they're down here in this <laughs> shot. So the cut you can't use, right? No, so the continuity, yeah. Exactly. So con- continuity, like... And especially for, for, for us, again, being such a limited crew and not being able to invest so much time into, like, very, like, detailed things like choreography and, like, how exactly are you going to maneuver in the scene, which we just don't have the time to do that for every single scene. Then it comes, like, a, you know, a memory thing for the person doing it. And it, so that was that was tricky, you know, right? So, like, sometimes the shot that you wanted were, like, we just can't use that because it doesn't match up. The person's in the wrong place, right? So yeah. I find this fascinating. You guys, very intelligent. It's contrary to what we normally have on the show. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the fans appreciate this. <laughs> Fuck you too. Uh, <laughs> but continuing on the challenges question, because I think this is like an important one. And um, Wayne's the lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's he's the primary actor in the film. So I think, uh, you know, not to ask the question three times in a row, but Wayne, from an acting perspective, you know, we've heard the sound, the directorial and some other things. I think I think from the acting, like, it'd be very interesting. Um, like, is it now what? Because I've I, I think the last time I've like acted acted was like fucking fourth grade or something <laughs> yeah like learning a play like a learning time play. Too, yeah. <laughs> well, especially like when your shiatsu masseuse walked out your tantrum when i have to spill my mini tonka tea on my ankle masseuse it's i mean i don't know what part of it was in a challenge i mean it was it's a it all of it was a fun challenge but i mean uh from the acting perspective um, knowing your lines and I'm sorry, am I? No, you good? You good, brother? <laughs> I wasn't. No, I didn't know if I was too close to the. No, really, like Stevie Wonder yeah, over there. there. We <laughs> 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 do it like an ASMR <laughs> video while yeah. eating over uh, an overripened. Peach. Listen, you just have that fucking bassy <laughs> voice. Honestly, yeah. that's gonna get listens. Yeah. Yeah. I want that shit. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. So Give us that milky smooth <laughs> lather. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, I, it, I mean, the like getting your lines down. Um, Is this the first like lead role that you've had? Yes, I've never actually ever. Um, I've made amateur films for myself and uh, maybe some for school, but yeah, just porn, um, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> so the I mean, in. Other than the ones you find on someone's phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, as, in, as far as like being on camera, uh, no, I've never actually done that. I've always been kind of behind the camera, making my own like little. Um, I started off making like little animation, um, kind of toy animated movies. Oh, that's when cool. I was a kid with like my grandfather's home camera. A- any anxiety cool. with this with this yes. large role? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. There was a lot of anxiety. Because so, I imagine you know if you're the lead, there's some fucking pressure on you. You're in certain locations. They're like guys. I don't know how long we have to make the shot. He's Ryan's like, fuck, dude, we got to get the sound right, too. Oh, yeah. You know, you did great last time, but then you fucked it up this time. <laughs> that happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There, were, there were a lot of the times where you know, I've definitely, like, you know, nailed the line and nailed the shot, but just looked away from the camera when I was delivering it. Or I'm like, sorry, Wayne, I wasn't recording. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Oops. too far from the microphone. Is Red record? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us your worst day? Can you just give us your... I, I feel like that'd be fun. The, wor- the lead actor's worst <laughs> Day. You know what? Actually, on my film. worst day actually didn't even end up on camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would That's hope probably I would a good thing. <laughs> the very, very first day of shooting for us um, happened like maybe like you know a couple years back, and we happened to be filming a scene that um, we happened to be filming a breakfast scene between Chris and myself, and. Um, it was the very first scene that we had ever filmed, so none of us really knew what we were doing. We couldn't we couldn't get lighting correct. We couldn't get sound correct. We couldn't get our lines correct. So, um, or at least Chris was doing better than I was. I could not remember a line to save my life. And then I realized after that that you just learn like studying lines doesn't help me. I learned it under pressure, and um, I mean some people I guess are just that way. But I didn't couldn't figure out my lines until actually we filmed. Every scene that we have, I never know my lines going into the setup of the, of the process, but I learned my lines just before we, that camera says roll. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Was there any was there any kind of tension between you and the guys? Because, or were they like just kind of? No, they've all talk they, shit about it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they've, they've always been. They've always. They've never been anything but supportive. Um, I mean, like it, it. If anything, they've helped me to not be nervous, and eventually, just those nerves went away. Um, you know, they just kind of stood by you and made sure, like, you know, that you weren't going to fall. And if, there, if you tripped and fell, someone was there to catch you. So, um, you know. And we would keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. We, would, <laughs> we keep rolling. And well, keep this. But that's how you get a successful product, right? I mean, yeah. they, it's, it's based on yeah. the support of if, if you got one person who's having a bad day, you yeah. guys get in there, you make sure it's and, good. And, and I don't know if this is, like, typical for people who make films professionally for a career but um you know we, <laughs> wait i thought that's who we were talking to. <laughs> right. what the fuck is this thing like like ourselves um, but you know we filmed for you know like like you were saying with like lines and like how when you're trying to navigate a scene and figure out as an actor i think like what you're going to do and how to, to to really like convey certain you know whether it's like points or emotions or whatever um it, it takes several tries sometimes. And so like most of our scenes, we have like many takes that we've done. Um, and so ultimately like you do an eight hour shooting day and you distill it down to maybe like two to three minutes of footage 
Um, and that's what you get. So then it's like, all right, well, your whole weekend, you know, you did all this filming and you got three minutes and like, that's it, you know? And so you're only taking an extract out of exactly. such a bulk you, amount like of work. We have, yeah. we have so much footage that it's like, you know, we have, for instance, like on our hard drive, I think right now we have around like a terabyte of, um, of footage. But wow. in terms of how long our, our rough cut of our film is, it takes up about 20 gigs. So that's we have 50 times more information and footage than we actually have a movie. Right? That's a huge so, concentration yeah. compared to what, <laughs> what is actually shot. Exactly. So there's a lot of there's a lot of retakes. There's a lot of you know bloopers. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we also um, had a lot of people in that you know that took on these characters that really embodied the character, and there was a good chunk of improv on set too that ended up kind of working in our favor too. Um, some. A lot of the actors, especially Chris was big on the improv too, like went off script and some of that ended up being some of our best footage too. Um, so there, there was a lot of method acting. I think people just really grabbed the character and made, brought them to life and just kind of did their own thing with them, which actually ended up being um, working in our favor. A lot of times it seems more natural that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because when you're trying to like scramble, remember lines in your brain, it just yeah. it makes things harder. If you just kind of like are in the moment and you're that character, shit pops out and you're like, oh, this works. And mm. Um, our, our main actor, other main, besides Wayne, our other main actor, Peyton St. James, um, who was also an actor, was phenomenal with the improv too. She had brought stuff to the character that she wrote herself that we just kind of let her let her do her thing with it, and it ended up being great. So that's kind of cool too. <laughs> yeah. I had a little bit of a off the wall question. You talked about uh, the generational stuff that's yeah. involved in it earlier. Uh, I'm curious if when the finished product happens. If any of you guys will let your grandfather see it. <laughs> oh, God. We My say grandfather's in it. Grandmother. <laughs> no, no way, your grandfather's yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, literally no I generation of my family. My mom yeah. is begrudgingly going to watch it, but... Yeah. She'll, she's, she's, you know, she's she'll here to support. For, she'll pray for us yeah. afterwards. But There's she's like, begrudgingly going to watch it. She's not a horror movie fan, and some of the content and some of the language of it is not for her at all. <laughs> I feel like your mom and my mom are very similar, because, like, I write a lot of real gory horror yes. stuff. Why can't you just write a nice book? Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I could, like, but I don't want to. Sorry. Yeah, like, this is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what I do. But thank you for reading it. <laughs> oh, did she read them? Yeah, yeah she reads oh, them. Okay, she proofreads cool. them for me, actually. Oh, wow. She's like, you fucked up here. You used pussy three times on this page. <laughs> okay. Find like, a new word for it. <laughs> it's like, what is this repetitiveness? It's getting old. It's getting old at this point. Yeah. But that's cool, though. That's cool that uh, that your gra your grandmother would do that. No, yeah. my mom. My oh, it's not you. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's what I'm saying. Two generations before. No, like, we're, we're, talking, so. we're no. talking double generations, yeah. gentlemen. Uh, oh, like, yeah. My grandparents are double generations. Yeah. I don't have any grandparents, so... <laughs> Why you gotta make it all sad? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paddling that same boat though. The generational we're, thing we're all is there. A thing, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I think like the generational thing is a thing. I think uh, it's like kind of this weird rivalry that exists in the drag community too. That I think it's it's definitely interesting. It's kind of sad that it exists, but it's there. It's, I think it's been better lately. I think there's been like an understanding of both communities. Um, like when I first moved to Providence in 2003, I could I, I worked at the gay bars and I could count on both hands how many drag queens were in the city. Um, as the years went on, like when 2010 rolls around, there were so many drag queens everywhere. I think you know RuPaul's Drag Race had a hand in that too. Um, but the, the scene, the drag queen scene, exploded here. There's a lot of talented queens here doing all kinds of cool shit. Um, but there's just there's just there's, it's a lot. But I think there is like this weird kind of animosity that a lot of the older queens didn't get a lot of the same privileges older ones had, and sometimes like. 
they're kind of like <laughs> some of their wording of things can is, can be deemed offensive. I think all the younger queens like don't get this generational gap. Like in actuality, it's not a lot of drag queens my age. It's like a lot of drag queens that are a little bit older than me, and a, a way ton more drag queens that are younger than me. I think our yeah. age was like this weird like there's gap, like, a, like there's a little there's a bit of a missing out, like, yeah it's thing. weird yeah it's, I don't know why yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so the movie title is, uh, Death Drop Gorgeous. Right. That's correct. Is that correct? He didn't screw it up and let somebody else. No, I practiced. I practiced. <laughs> Nobody screwed it up. Um, and I'm the one that was telling him, write it down. Dude. Write it down. <laughs> it's right that, in front of me. I can't read it. Though. That's all edited out. Anyway. Yeah, that's not so even so here. Well, that never Nobody happened. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... So I was doing a little bit of research. Uh, is this a play, uh, the title, is that a play on the 1999 movie uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous? What? <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? It had uh, Kristen Durst, uh, Dunst. Uh, was Denise, Denise Richards Rich- in it? Rich- yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were her eyebrows in it? Oh, Kirsty Ally. She was still human. (laughs) She's not a Republican. Amer, I can. So, so so Death Drop, for people that don't know what that is, um, it's from ballroom culture. Um, It's it's a move that drag queens kind of adapted from that, too, where it's, I don't know how to explain this. It's you're kind of throwing yourself onto your back, onto the floor. So yes, he had. A, he had no, he actually, no, I have a follow up question. Cause. No, no, because guys, honestly, we didn't. We're not familiar with the culture 100. percent But he actually did some research. I did a little bit of research. Can you do one now? And yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I, well, can you do it for us? Let's see it. Oh my God! He did it. Um, I guess there was a debate uh, that I was re- when I was researching um, between the difference between a dip. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a uh, death drop. Now, can you guys explain what, what would be the difference like between Chris those? Yeah, Chris, Chris, wanna... do you want to borrow my mic really quick if you want to explain it? Yeah. You got super excited. <laughs> this is a shout out to Joseph in Brooklyn who grew up in like Brooklyn, like ballroom culture, which I was so excited to explain our movie to. And like, <laughs> here's Death Drop Gorgeous. And he's like, it's called a dip. And I'm like, it's too late to change our movie. And Dip Drop Gorgeous sounds stupid. (laughs) Actually, it'd just be Dip Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, that's the answer to your question. We get it. Original ballroom culture. Um, There is, uh, you know, we're commenting on like a current uh, mainstream interpretation of drag, which death death drops are a very colloquial-like term. So... Mm -hmm. And then we also wanted to make a reference to 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous. And also for more uh, research on that, check out the show Pose. Pose is probably oh the, your best guide to all barm culture and where that stuff comes from, too. It's a great show. Um, we, our original title for the movie was Tuck Everlasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> Tuck. Tuck Everlasting. Everlasting. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like>, hmm. <laughs> this is definitely going to be a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Untuck. Yeah. What happens when it comes back out? <laughs> <laughs> Research gene. Yeah, 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 I'm impressed. Going through our Facebook, (laughs) credit reports, stalking, (laughs) stalking, (laughs) we're all up in your ass. (laughs) Don't make any promises you're not going to. These empty promises. (laughs) I think this is probably a good question for you guys, though. Um, 
because uh, we noticed the first movie trailer, right? It, did it come out about a year ago? Is that accurate? The, tr- the first That's trailer? The visual the, trailer. The, the very first visual trailer came out, I want to say, like, it's two, two, years two years ago. ago. And it's kind of, ago. it's like a mock trailer. But yeah, it's like yeah. a first trailer. Concept trailer. But it, I, that, we watched that one and we liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I actually liked that one because there was more, I, feel, I thought there was more gore in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. The meat so, grinder. Serious. Um, not that the other one was yeah. bad, but I just felt like... So it was this, more horror This one appeared to yeah. appeal a little bit more to me. Yeah. Another one was three weeks there, ago, right? Yeah. So yeah. There, there's a reason why. So that one that the one that you saw the original one that's on our Facebook that was for um for crowdsourcing purposes. So like, yep. um, th- it was like recommended that we put up some kind of trailer. So we just threw up like a visual trailer. Um, there's elements of the actual film that are in there, but that was kind of just a lot of eye candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason in the, in the teaser trailer we showed we didn't show a lot of gore is because there's some spoiler alerts with yeah. um some of the gore. Uh, we do, we're going to have a visual trailer coming out in the next couple of weeks that'll show a little bit more. Um, but there's some there's some kills in there that like kind of um, we don't want to give away who the killer is, and it's pretty obvious when you see like these people getting killed like who they are. Yeah. So we don't um, want to give away yeah. that like who dies because you know it's frustrating when a lot of movies nowadays will have trailers that basically tell the entire story of the movie, yeah. Yeah. and you see so much that like the only thing they might not reveal is the last twenty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's and not even true. We don't, don't want to do that. Yeah, it's not even like, true. With some well, this, this shoot is, our wad. So. Yeah. Seen like three inter- minute trailers that give yeah. the whole thing away. Oh, like to totally. Yeah. You watch yeah. the movie right there. Yeah. I mean, we also. I think we also wanted to play with different styles of like, of trailers and of of art in the sense that we we want to kind of keep people guessing and, and make them intrigued about like what our movie is about, right? Yeah. Like we don't want to lay it all out there. And so like you'll notice the first one was you know the concept trailer is a little more horror based. The the one that recently came out is a little more of like. It's like this '80s like dance montage. A lot with, like, more of the scenes, drag in it. I the felt more like, drag, yeah. right? You get a glimpse of like some blood and some horror, but it's mostly like more about like this '80s like d- drag style movie. Um, and then the audio trailer that you just heard um, that sounds like a much older, like creepy, you know, sort of. Um, with like the Hersa Gordon Lewis right. trailer vibe, which is a great right. way to go, especially yeah. with kind of what we've been talking about right like the the direction of the film inspirations right but um to be honest me personally i liked the original trailer Mm -hmm. a little bit more i know i understand what you guys are saying Mm -hmm. like okay we don't want to give it all away to me though as just an unbiased viewer i didn't feel like it gave things away Mm -hmm. um but yeah, but I could see you know maybe someone who saw it more than I did, mm-hmm. you know, repeti- repetitiously. It might. We right. kept that new teaser trailer pretty like um, pretty ambiguous as to what the hell is happening. So yeah. I couldn't figure. I, yeah, I couldn't yeah, really figure with the a new lot. one. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. The, the new one that we're coming out with in a couple of weeks is more of like an actual trailer. Like, there's dialogue and stuff too. Uh, we're gonna. We, oh, so there's a new trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna good. be like this a little less a ambiguous. It won't, it'll, there's a little bit more gore into it. We do want to kind of leave stuff to the imagination. A little more of a theatrical type trailer. Two of our favorite like movie campaigns ever exist or the original texas chainsaw massacre and the blair witch project were like their trailers were just like ridiculous i didn't even like it was commercials for missing kids for the blair witch project that had nothing to do with the movie there's no footage from the film and a lot of their trailers and they first started airing them which is brilliant uh texas chainsaw massacre was kind of similar too it was just like the based on true events like not really showing much at all and kind of making it look like it was like a true story I just thought those were both really brilliant. I think like what Ryan touched on too is a lot of modern trailers will give shit away. I mean, like 
I, I love the the Wreck remake. It was fun. I like the original better. But like that, you can see the literal last 10, 30 seconds of the film are in the trailer. So like I'm waiting for that scene the whole time. The other movie too with the the possession movie. I can't remember what it's called. The Devil whatever. Um, there's a bonfire in the trailer, and like you're watching the whole movie. There's like 10 minutes left. You're like where the fuck is this fire? You kind of piece stuff together in your brain. You're like, oh, I get it now. And then like the ending comes, you already kind of know. It was kind of like want to avoid like. And then there, yeah. what if you mind fucked him though? What if you did like a, a trailer like Twister where they show the cow in the tornado? And it never <laughs> fucking <laughs> happens. <laughs> Put some shit in there that does not happen. Right? Like, well, the cow did happen. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, it didn't. Yeah, it does. No, I felt like, like by the cornfield. You want to bet? The cow definitely happens. The cow definitely happens. No, dude, no. You guys aren't Twister fans. <laughs> I want to know. Maybe the board game, the human Fest. board game. <laughs> I want to know about that Dodge Ram. That's yeah. what I want to know. It doesn't get damaged to the whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put that Chris, back on airplane Chris mode. Over there. Chris is over there <laughs> out of airplane <laughs> mode. <laughs> this is like that whole like phenomenon where like people think Sinbad is in the movie Shazam, but yes. doesn't yes. exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Baron Steen and Baron Stein. Jiff and Jiffy. Where's that cow and Twister? Like how in Twister? Or after. <laughs> no, that's a that's a real weird thing. Or life yeah. is like a box of chocolates, right? That was the oh, other yeah. one. The Forrest yeah. Gump. Well, right. How it happened? Huh? Life no. is a box of chocolates. Like, something. Yeah, it's like life, life is, is a box, a box of, chocolates. of chocolates. Yeah, it's not what you. It, that, there's a whole yeah. bunch of things that people remember uh, differently that aren't actually yeah. what they seemed. Yeah. And people think it's like a big conspiracy. I think yeah. part of it is wordplay, but then there's other things. The Time one that travel. fucked with me was Pikachu's tail. Because that's not a word thing. That's a visual cue. Yeah. Why do people think there was like a black Black spot on the the end of his tail? There isn't a black spot on Pikachu's tail. No, dude. Like a black stripe on the end? There's not. What the hell's a Pikachu? (laughs) 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 It's brown tip. It's It's just yellow. No, it's nothing on it. It's just yellow. Ryan knows what I'm talking about. I could have sworn there was a... This podcast is over. Shut this down. Shut this down. Burn this place. You ruined my life. It's kind of like that time we thought we were on a really cool podcast that we weren't. Whoa. <laughs> like right now. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. We're the coolest of the uncool, though. You're going to find that out. I'm I fine love with it. that. <laughs> so with this oh, movie, it's at the bottom. So with the movie coming like it's pretty like much to a close and finishing yeah. up, like what, what will be next for you guys? What's next on the plate? So the right, the sound thing is still a thing. So we're, we're waiting for some scoring right now. Um, this guy, Devin Hunt, who's a uh, phenomenal musician, he's in a band called Bricks and Mortar. Um, he used to be in a band called Sexcrement from Boston as well. Um, he's doing the majority of scoring. Um, we're still waiting for some musicians for some other scenes too. Um, Do you mean after the movie? Like, what's our oh, next project? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think oh, you meant like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, next project. Next project. Would you yeah. do another movie? But, but yeah. we're not. No, look, we plan on doing other movies. Just to well. clarify, just to clarify real quick, we're not done speaking yeah, about yeah. the movie. Yeah. He's, not just, at all. Not He's at all. just curious oh, about yeah, yeah. Yeah, next yeah. endeavors or. So we, we kind of talked this. It's funny. Like we never intended to make like a funny movie, but we did. Um, I like. My my preferred software. I'm not, I don't want to speak for everyone here. I know Chris is like more of a comedy guy. Like I like the like dark and kind of like yeah. disturbing, weird stuff. Not necessarily like gory, but just something like a really d- intense, crazy story. Um, I want to make something like really dark and actually like kind of terrifying. Um, yeah. And then we kind of. I don't want to speak. Have you seen like the Robert. house that Jack built? 
Um, I I have not because I want to wait for the unrated version, which I I don't know where the hell that is. Where but... everyone walked out and all that shit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one I, I see want. that version. Yeah, yeah. Shout I'm out. walking. I'm walking in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Uh, yeah. I watched it. Um, shout out to Mary's books. Um, in Warwick, I believe. I don't know if it's Warwick or Westwood. Mary's books, though. Uh, great. They actually took a few copies of my book. I appreciate it. Um, but they have a great horror book section where you can actually go in. And the house that Jack built is not like a commonly accessible book. It's a book? Yeah, it was a Graham Masterson book uh, before it was a movie. And um, I actually found a copy of it there, which is not a common book. So that's why I wanted to shout out that spot. Not only because they're cool like with local authors and stuff, but... They're one of the few places... If you walk into a Barnes & Noble, they don't have a horror section anymore. Yeah. It's just mixed in with fiction yeah. or, or sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. It's one or the other. Barnes & Noble? Um, that's, that's like the only bookstore, uh, yeah. really, dude. And But Mary's Books, it's a used bookstore. Look them up online if you're in the Rhode Island area. Um, really nice people. And they actually, in the back, which is perfect, right... They have their own horror section, and it's just like a lot of weird fucked up books. It's like so, 90s video store days. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like, it's like oh, you know, you used to like going to the Blockbuster, right? You yeah. know? It's yeah. kind of like that. The, the mom and pop ones were always the yeah. best. Absolutely, oh, God, yeah. dude. Absolutely. <laughs> but you can't have late charges. The <laughs> 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 library will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, but no, short answer. We do, we do want to make more movies. I mean, there's some stories, storylines that we've sort of thrown out, thrown around a bit. Um, not sure exactly what we'll be doing, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that like probably something different. Now, you know what's funny though? It's like I find that I'm attracted as a creator, right? Yeah. To drag queens, <laughs> particularly, <laughs> but no, no, but to things that I don't necessarily um, get exposure to. You know what I mean? Like, I find interest in like researching things and finding out new information or maybe something that doesn't particularly like tie right into my normal life. Like I like talking about that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I see what you're saying. You're like, okay, there's a, you know, I'm in a big scene in Providence and shit. Um, You know, there's a lot of great people that helped us with this first film, but maybe the second one, maybe like we reach out and we kind of broaden our horizon in a different way. And I think that's a cool thing yeah. as an artist, you know? Like, I mean, you're always constantly evolving, you know? Yeah. So. In general, there's a lot of ground to cover. I mean, like, I think that... It's everything, like, like This movie, awesome. I honestly, like, you couldn't ask for a better, like, first movie to do, I think, in a lot of ways, that it's, like, crosses boundaries for, like, genres. It, like, was super challenging in a lot of ways. We got to work with, like, everyone that we worked with was, like, amazing. We and it with, looks great. Yeah, it looks great. And, like, I just think that, like it, it exceeded our expectations for what we were going to be capable to do for a first. Isn't that a movie. great feeling, though? Yeah, when no. You finish it's a, it and you say, "Hey, this yeah. is fucking better than what we yeah, thought we be- could it's do." It's better this is and fucking cool. Like, everybody you do it with your best friends, which is awesome. yeah, exactly. We do it with our best friends. Like all of us grew throughout the film. Um, we're still together and don't <laughs> hate each other you yet. Hate them. Uh, <laughs> and then you have all these That's new major. Mem- you have That's all major. these new memories, right? Yeah, you have new memories, and you know, just seeing what like what people like pushing yourself and seeing what people are capable of and recognizing like talent where you might not have seen it before, that you you know, you come to like realize that like, Oh, I didn't know I could even do this and I can, or that like somebody else that, you know, you were maybe you just like superficially friends with, but now you have like a close, good relationship with because they were involved in your film. I mean, like, you know, Brandon already said like, you know, with our actors, you know, that some of them were professionally trained, um, but everybody did such a good job. And like, it's, you honestly, for this type of film, couldn't have asked for like a better 
a cast of, of people to work with. Like it's, it's been phenomenal and we don't have any complaints with any of our actors. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been great. Like I, I would do it all over again. Um, but you know, I think moving forward, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, there's so much ground to cover in horror in terms of like what's, what, you know, what's out there and, you know, going back to like being tired of maybe, you know, maybe things being remade and remade and remade, like there's new stories to be told. So, you know, it's time to like go figure out what those are. And, and there's the best old, ones. And there's old stories to be told. There's like just a plethora of folklore mythology that are just loaded these amazing stories and including authors too. Like there's so many, like, especially Clive Barker, there's a lot of great stories that could be made. But instead, we're going to keep remaking fucking Halloween and movies about killer dolls and clowns, oh, which is like... Like, how long did it take him to fucking make Midnight Meat Train? Oh, that, oh I know. my God. That was great. That's fucking great. decades. Yeah. It took a long time. It took a long one. time to make Midnight Meat Train, dude. Yeah. Like, there's a story, a great fucking story that Clive Barker has in Books of Blood called, um, I believe it's In the Cities and the Hills. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Uh, which is about a gay couple that, um, they have sex in like a cornfield. <laughs> and like we do. They <laughs> squeal, pinky squeal. And then uh, How does this become fiction. <laughs> and then right, they go and they see this flood of blood, right? And all these dead bodies, and they're all bound together. And like it's like you're wondering what the fuck is going on in this story the whole time, right? And there's this contrast between the two men that are in love, right? Or they say it kind of feels like they're in love, right? And then you see this man with a gun who's shooting all the people bound together that are still alive and squirming and in the blood. And you find out that it's these two cities that every decade or couple decades come together and they make giants. They make giants out of people. And they put the best people with the best vision where the eyes are, like children. And they put the strongest men by the feet. And there's just these massive figures, you know? How is this not a fucking movie? Yeah. Or, yeah. or a damnation. But yeah. we're making fucking Batman yeah. 9. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's not a movie. Yeah. yeah. Or Pet it's Cemetery. stupid. No, totally. Like, the yeah. damnation game is that, such a brilliant oh, story yeah. that there was, it's been on talks for making that into a movie for years. And I really hope they do. It's just incredible. I mean, like you said, no, like, there is so much mythology that you can pull from that, yeah. like, there's so many interesting stories out there that just haven't been told. And yeah. Yeah. Well, right. And we're just talking about a couple people. Yeah. Like you said, like so many. you go down the yeah. and that yeah. that's why I like that they did scary stories recently. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big influence on my childhood. Yeah. And yeah. that motivated me actually to start working on I call it future folklore. Like I'm working on a future folklore book. Um my own folklore. Which you know is what awesome. I mean? And I'm just making it up, you know, yeah. based off of weird fucking people that I grew up around. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, it's just cool to see that, you know? And, it, like, there's so much of it. Yeah. You know? Well, the thing with, like, mythology and folklore is those stories have a, a very clear beginning, middle, and end. And I think those stories fit like clockwork. And um, I, that, I think that's why, like, we were mentioning before, like, these films that don't rely on a twist. Like, that's why these stories are timeless is because things do fit like clockwork. And it's fun to have, see this beginning, middle, and end, and things make sense. And um, at the end of the story, there's not a whole lot of questions. It's like, oh, okay. So I, I think, like, a lot of horror is missing that mark. Um, I feel like now it's just, like, a really long beginning and then a twist and then, like, a quick end. And that's kind of like... And let me ask you this. Have you seen the trailer to Hansel and Gretel? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. How fucking... <laughs> dude, I'm like, sorry to admit, but yeah. No, why are you sorry to admit? That looks fucking amazing. Yeah, it, it and looks beautiful. And this is a, a, toy, yeah. a, a tale as old as time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but they've really done a great job with the aesthetics in this film. And it look, the woman who's, you know, the witch, just looks 
extremely disturbing. I can go back to these old stories very easily. You know. Oh what I mean? yeah, yeah. But like we said, if we can if we can make new stories in that that same ilk, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be in a good place. What about Freeway Two? That was like a modern Hansel and Gretel. Dude, uh, 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 <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Essentially, Wait. that's what the story is, right? Wait. It's like a modern yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free, Freeway, Freeway Two. Sequel? Vincent Gallo plays yeah, a witch, a witch nun right. at the end. Oh, Natasha. I'm Freeway One. I'm sorry. Yeah, the second Kiefer one. Sutherland. The second one's yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Natasha Leone and Vincent Gallo plays the witch, which is actually a nun at the end. Which is a. Uh, if you can get your hands on a Freeway Two, I highly recommend it. It's Vincent uh, Gallo is a strange character. I, I love Natasha Leone. She's like one of my heroes. I love the anti-birth. That's another one. I mean, if you <laughs> if you really wanted to do like Little Red Riding Hood, right? Though you could take it back to like the original like French versions in the you know 17th century, where you have the the wolf feeding slices of the grandmother's body to you know Little Red Riding. Hood. Oh, these and stories so, are much darker yeah, than they are. Yeah, so yeah, so I mean, you have cannibalism, you have all the fun stuff. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of inspiration there for for film. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a question. Um, how easy or hard has it been for you guys to come together as a five-man uh, co-creative team? Because all of you are co-creatives. Um, and keep the story on track without having any creative differences. It's particularly interesting because you have the five-headed monster, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like you, might ha- you two might be very passionate about one aspect, but then maybe you two are on a completely different page. So the, so the central story was um, was me and Mike and Chris um, doing like the main thing and um, Mike is an English major really good at kind of like you know taking these ideas and turning them into these amazing stories like the dialogue he created for these characters is phenomenal like he, he kind of like pinned together all the whack job ideas that Chris and I were kind of like spitting out everywhere and Mike had some great ideas too but you were definitely like the glue that like put all this shit together. And then, like, Wayne was working a lot, too, but, like, so when Wayne could come in and put input in, he would, and, um, and you know, Ryan would sit, sit, on, uh, sit in on the madness over drinking Maker's Mark and, like, throwing this shit together. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was weirdly, like, easy. Like, between Brandon, Chris, and I, like, writing it was actually the easiest part of making this movie. It just worked very organically, and it just was very smooth, actually. It so, went really quick. I think, so we wrote the original script in, like, nine months, um, but it was like 140 pages, and again, back to like Vicky and Philip, people are kind of like guiding us through this. Who know this stuff? We're like, oh, if you know, for your average horror script is like 90 pages, so you got to yank out 30 pages of this. So we had to kind of like go back to the drawing board. We spent a few months kind of like whittling it down to the the 30 page or the 90 pages. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys had a lot of content, even like we're saying with the yeah. sound yeah. condensing, and now you're talking about the writing. You even had yeah. to condense. And then even now, yeah. given that the shortened version, we filmed <laughs> it, and now we're. It's a little longer, the rough cut, than we want it to ultimately be. So we're probably going to have to cut out, you know, we might cut out 15 minutes or something. But, you know, who knows? We, we're, we're just in that phase of figuring out what we're going to do to, like, get a final version. But, yeah, every single stage involves, like, winnowing and, like, cutting things down and, like, you know, polishing things. So so for the most part, you guys are, like, creatively calibrated. There's no, like, uh, differences when it comes to, like, the direction of the story. So. Maybe, like, some, some minor stuff. Um yeah. But in regards to like the meat of the story, there was, wasn't really any like opposition towards towards anyone or any ideas. That's rare. And I think yeah. we did a good job of also just knowing each other's strengths. Like mm-hmm. knowing like I know that Brandon is like better with like he's like the director of photography. I know that he knows what a good shot looks like more than I do. So yeah. letting just like 
handing over the reins was very easy. I think we just know we play to each other's strengths really well. Awesome. Was there any point where like so there's you no know, ego you, involved? Was there any point where like you know you guys have been around each other? Was there any point in filming Butted or heads. any of it yeah. where you were just like blown away? By something one of them done, like you didn't think they were capable of it, and they're like, "Holy shit, this guy's awesome." I think, especially with the acting too, because like this was all of our first times. Like watching like Wayne act was was incredible. Like especially for someone's first time, I was pretty blown away. Um, even with Mike too, Mike as well. I, all three of them, like Chris, Mike, and Wayne, um, I was super impressed with. Like this was just like, can we do this? We had other people in mind to play our roles, and I was like, you know what, like. The, f- the less people we have involved, the easier it's probably going to be if we're going to, like, like weekends and weeknight this thing after work. To yeah, it's like, how many happen, Saturdays like... do I want to eat for this guy? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you start yeah. feeling bad about it. And, yeah. and less, less people involved, the better, too. Um, you know, it's just, um, especially when you're working with drag queens, who it's like, they have to put on, like, a full face and makeup, and sometimes they have to do a costume change or an outfit change, like, midway through, and that's, like, another hour. And the queens in the film are, like, are super fucking pros. Like, when they come out with a look, they look fucking good, so... Um, well, just, we saw the trailer. And yeah, like yeah. no, it looks legit. Like this looks like professional yeah. makeup. Oh, all the queens in the movie are like legit yeah. queens. Like it's all prov- um It's mostly Providence girls, and they um, all did their own. Yeah, yeah, they all did their yeah. own. We have, um, we're not makeup artists at all. No. So I think some of those days. So you like, guys did not have a makeup artist. No. That's all the queens doing that stuff. They're yeah. No. What about for yeah. the people that weren't playing queens? No makeup. Usually. I, um, Chris and Chris was Except doing my makeup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my like gross bronzer. Chris was taken care of, and actually one of our actors' corpses. Kristen makeup on and Wayne did makeup on a few people too yeah. so we did have like staff kind of stepping in for, okay. for non-drag okay. queen nice. makeup yeah. um, a lot of our uh, male actors did not wear makeup believe it or not yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's naturally that beautiful wait um, how many male actors beauty? did you guys have pretty much all male actors <laughs> <laughs> literally everybody I, I also want to say in terms of like surprising talent that um, every all of the the musicians that have contributed to our film oh, um, yeah. were like greatly indebted to, and they've all been super talented, um, especially so like uh, one of Mike's friends, Jackie Camel, um, she wrote an original song uh, called Queen that features in the film, and she wrote it specifically for the film. And it's the song that's her, in that original trailer. It's, it's you guys the song that's for. in the original trailer. Yeah, the concept trailer that you watched with the. Uh, the, the the older queen that's in the green dress she's singing oh, okay. on stage. Yep, yep, yep. Um, she wrote that for our film. The lyrics are like very much like center on that character and have that person in mind. Um, and it was like way beyond what we expected. Um, it, it and it's it's a great song like within and of itself. Like even if outside of the movie, like I think people would enjoy listening to it. Um, What's but, uh, uh, could you say the artist uh, in- Jackie Camel J A C K I E and then K A M E L Jackie Camel is that um now is that an artist that does she have an album or is it just kind of singles she, that she does so she has an EP on Spotify but if you wanted to listen to Queen it's on her SoundCloud okay um, and it's the full song is there but like uh, Ryan was just saying it's in our mock trailer that we did first and um yeah I went to um I went to high school with her and I reached out to her because she's a very talented musician. And we handed her the script and we explained the character and she read the script, loved the script and like banged out that song in a couple hours and we had like our theme song, which was really cool. Awesome. So our SoundCloud listeners may want to check that out. Yeah. And we also have um, uh, Bright Light, Bright Light, who is from New York or he's from, from England originally. Now in New York. He's from Wales. Or Wales. 
um, and is super talented too. We have a we have a, a scene in the movie when one of our drag queens performs, and he wrote an original. It's a goofy ass song, and it's fucking hilarious for this scene. And he like whipped that up. He like li- read her lips like as she was singing, and made his own lyrics to it. It's called Two Left Titties." Uh, basically, she was she was performing to a yeah. song that we do not have the rights to. That was a much bigger song. Yeah. Um, and then he yeah he he rushed the lips and wrote us. But the how song. many right titties? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Who needs yeah. who needs them? Yeah. But he, he's a, he's on Spotify. Uh, bright yeah. light, bright light. Um, great, great guy. Super nice. He's been like a big fan of the film and kind of like guiding us along with some stuff too. Um, he's, he's he has an actual one of his songs in the film as well. But he did write that original song. Um, he's gonna be going on tour with, with Cher. Um, I think like in, yeah. now, right? Did you say with Cher? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Huge. Yeah. I'm yeah. one degree away from Cher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is no Kevin Bacon bullshit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I believe he's gone on tour with uh, Elton John. Um, yeah. Some of his album, Elton John, is actually like, like backup vocals. Wow. Elton wild. John's fucking badass, dude. Yeah. yeah, he like he got a copy of the script. My friend Sam hooked it up, um, and then uh, he wanted to help out. And he's like, "Can I read the script?" And we're like, "Oh God, I hope he likes this." And then he skyped with us. We kind of like went over what we were looking for from him, and he jumped right right on it and produced some incredible yeah. stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, no, it was great. Like he literally did it in like an evening. He's like, "Oh, here, what do you think I think of this?" And we're like, "Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is above and yeah. beyond." Well, I know. Uh, oh no, go ahead, Chris. Did you have something to say about? I was going to say we like to believe our script is like dark magic that actually produces beautiful, beautiful gifts that people like give us after they read it. GIFs or GIFs? <laughs> <laughs> that's perverted but okay we hope the same um, no I had a question for Wayne though um, I know Wayne's the lead actor and uh, I wanted to get his take on this I know actually um, Brendan you and I when we first met uh, we were at that Providence uh, that PVD horror uh, event right the burning and we were kind of talking about your movie and I said oh I heard you have a kind of a slashery movie maybe like an old school movie coming out and I asked you if you guys would come on. And I know through the conversation, we were like, oh, it took about, you, you told me, you mentioned it took about three years to finish the film. Um, and he doesn't have to just answer this alone, but I wanted to get his take on it. Being the lead actor in a movie that takes about three years. <laughs> uh, and he so, still looks great. Many hairstyles. <laughs> but I, uh, but this is really to all of you guys. But let's start with Wayne. I want to I want to hear his take. If you could choose to do it all over again... Um, I know you said this was your only acting role, so probably this isn't applicable to you, but you know, would you have approached it the same or is there any changes you guys think you could have made to make it more efficient or, or maybe like another project that you might've been able, cause three years out, you said yourself, you know, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, is there a way that, you know, maybe you guys could have done multiple projects in that time or that's just my curiosity there, but, um, you know what I, I, I don't, I don't think I would have done multiple projects. Um, this is, I mean, this is the first film that you know that I've ever done. That I guess you know, pretty much we've all ever done. We all collectively have done. Um, I would, I would rather have taken the three years to make it right and make something that we actually love and would stand behind, than to actually, you know, you know, half-ass it one day because I need to run off and do something else, you know, some other day. Um, 
I'm working on a movie with my five, with my four best friends. I can't count, um, dude. It's like it's, like it's like are we really working on a movie? We're we just fucking having fun. Uh, right. No, I mean once once we're on set, we're on set. Like, oh yeah, it's you know, business it, it on got, set. It was it was business. Like you know, thinking about it, like our jokes are gone. Like you know, we were we were, we were oh, just, so it's intense sometimes. Yeah. I mean, not like not you know not you know someone call OSHA intense, but. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I, I mean, we had we had we had fun, but it was still serious. That we we still meant business, and we had a lot of people volunteering their time, volunteering their space. So we needed to do these things and get in and out at the times that we you know agreed on. Um, but no, I, I would not have done another project. I don't think it held me from doing another project. Well, but Wayne, let me ask you mm-hmm. because we haven't got to talk to you. A ton, and I, I think it's important we talk to the lead a little bit more. What do you have any particular aspirations for another film, or have you have you caught the acting bug? I know this is like a friendship thing, right? Like you guys are all close friends. You did something special together. Was it more about you doing something special with your friends, or is this like something you really have a passion for now? Like you want to make that next step. Be it with your friends, or maybe be it on another platform. Uh, I would say yeah. I, I would say I definitely have the acting bug. Um, it's it was more fun and uh, to do it with my friends, especially with you know like coming on new and you know, being really nervous that very first scene we had. Um, but I would do other projects. Um, even like. Yeah, I would definitely do other projects. Excellent. We have a variety of porno films we're making uh, <laughs> out in the shed. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, oh, you're kidding? Holler at Wayne Gonsalves, brother. That like, if you the sound, uh, let's make sure the sound's right. Yeah. No, that's cool though, dude. Um, but I, I assume you would prefer that you guys do another endeavor together. Right? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. But if anyone wants to holler at Wayne, if you see him in uh, Death Drop Gorgeous, that's Wayne Gonsalves. Is there? Do you have a, uh, anything you want to provide as as a contact? Uh, I mean, maybe an email or something. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, you're a fucking movie yeah. star, bro. You're gonna get <laughs> this shit down. Sell yourself. <laughs> sell it. So you want stalkers? Uh, I mean, email. I I do. You, I do have Instagram. Um, you know, I oh, Facebook, Jesus Instagram. Fucking like, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm I'm constantly answering those things. As it also is tied to the movie. So I'm, I'm only I'm getting fired up because. Don't be you're so fucking, humble. You're hilarious, dude. Uh, <laughs> when I met this guy at the AS220 bar, like he's just fucking, <laughs> yeah. just awesome. Yes. I think you. I don't know if you remember, but I talked to you about horror movies. We I mean, went on for a while. Yeah, yeah, you you probably talked to a bunch of weird fucking white guys with gray hair. <laughs> but <laughs> I talked to this guy about horror movies for like an hour or some shit. It was, yeah, it was definitely like a good hour. Yeah, it's like, it's and like then he'd be going serving up. Like, Get the fuck over here, man! <laughs> yeah. Talk to you about these horror movies. <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather talk about the horror movies. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. You're like, listen, buddy, I can take for. care of my job real quick. And <laughs> come back to you. I'm like, who's going to fire me? Me. <laughs> but, but yeah, if you guys like Wayne's performance and Death Drop Gore, just hit him up on Instagram. Which, do you have like a fucking handle? Say your handle or uh, something. My Instagram name is Waynerd, W-A-I-N-E-R-D. Ridiculous. All I right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reach out to Waynerd if you like it. <laughs> I'll be friends with you, brother. <laughs> if you change it, we can edit that in. <laughs> so my next question is, uh, if you have any uh, 
outside of the support you've already said, anything that like just kept like the driving force behind you guys, like what kind of support did you have driving you guys forward? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you said it, it took a lengthy amount of time, so there's definitely a lot of effort that must have went in to keeping you guys going. So what type of support did you have? So I think like once we really started getting some some footage and stuff under our belt and seeing like, oh, actually this does look good, like we can do this. Um, you know, we got a lot of support from the LGBTQ community in, in Providence too, because we had a lot of, um, you know, drag queens involved too that are really big in the scene. And I think people were excited to see their friends on this platform. And like, you know, there, there is some messages in our movie, I think they're going to like ring true in a lot of these people's ears. And we've had people talk to us about how like they're excited to see some, some representation. Um, and, you know, um, I don't want to give too much away of like what we, you know, stuff we address in the film, but th- we definitely have gotten some, some like, hey, thank you guys for doing this kind of stuff. Um, is, there, is there a place that um, people can go to contact you guys, like if they do mm-hmm. want to support the film, or if maybe somebody, I don't know, on the off shot that one of the fucking degenerates listen to our show <laughs> are like, hey, maybe we want to do something with this film. Is there somewhere they can contact you guys as a whole? Like the Instagram message? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you go to Instagram, uh, or our Gmail account is just deathdropgorgeous at gmail.com. Our Instagram is deathdropgorgeous. It's pretty easy to find us. We have a website too, deathdropgorgeous. Our Facebook is deathdropgorgeous. Right, yeah, yeah. If you have any interest. One and only. And if you're like a sugar daddy, yeah. just reach out. Or daddies, whatever. We've had like um, other like just um, actors and um, drag queens and uh, all, everyone in, in between um, contact us on Instagram. Um, just kind of like, you know, showing support from all over the country too, which is yeah. kind of exciting. Um, a couple of drag queens in Florida, just like random people around the country that have been pretty excited about this. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I will say in terms of the length of time that it took us to film the movie that, you know, we never set out with a deadline in mind. Um, we had a rough idea in our heads that were like, oh, we'll like finish this like in a year or something like that, right? I mean, the three-year figure, like I think we've only been filming for two, a little two, over two years. Two years this yeah, month. Yeah, like two years. Um we thought it might take us a year. Of course, things usually take two or three times longer than you think. Brendan, but uh, I'm sorry not yeah, to interrupt yeah, no, you because I'm just curious who was at who was at the venue with you that day. Um, I think that was, uh, it was Wayne and Ryan. Dude, how did I not fucking see you? But no, I think I saw I, Wayne. But Ryan, yeah, you were I talking to Wayne, and then I was talking to <laughs> Ryan and, and Brennan. But yeah, because we were asking you guys how the fuck did it take? Uh, yeah, like, because yeah. you were like. Man, well, we thought we were going to do this yeah. in one year. So, and like... so, so, so what I think what happened in general is there, there's a couple of like forces that were at work. One was that we didn't have a set like deadline, and so we didn't have a set schedule other than like, all right, we just filmed something. Now we're going to like figure out when's the next thing we're going to film, right? So it wasn't like we had a set plan of like we have to figure we have to do X Y Z by this time, right? The other thing is that we're a crew of five. Everyone was working jobs. Um, so there's is done on their free time. Usually only weekends are available. Then you have multiple cast members that you're working with, right? So then you have to figure out the weekends that you can find time for everyone to convene. And then of course you have people that are like drag queens will often on the weekends, they'll be performing, right? So they'll, they'll be performing late on a Saturday night and they'll be awake till 5am. They can't shoot at, at noon the next day. Right. And so like finding the times when everybody can come together you might only be able to do one day a month, right? Or let's, two days. Let's a month. pause this for a yeah. second too, because I found this same challenge when I was kind of in in, the, in a situation similar. But think about it, guys. To the listener, these guys made a movie over the course of three years, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, these are weekends that are taken up 
And, you know, you may not go every weekend, right? Yeah. There, there's going to be gaps in between. But, yeah. And weeknights, too. But you're, but you're yeah. expecting people, you know, that, that just shows the passion yeah. that it takes to get a film completed yeah. on a fucking bottom dollar just off of pure passion is what you guys did. And I think, you know, we can't uh, spotlight how impressive that is. You know what I mean? Like, that's something we need to recognize in the podcast. You know, that's an impressive thing that you guys... Kept going, you know. People give yeah. up after a year, after yeah. six months, after fucking a week. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people give up, dude. And I think you guys toughed it out. And you, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, just to like speak off of that, I think it's just really important to also emphasize that like the more people we we roped in, the more excited, the more excited like um, the project became because we would like ask an actor, or ask this drag queen, or ask this musician to be a part of it. And they would get just as excited as us. And I think that would also help us propel forward mm-hmm. and keep going. And, like, we had a lot of people, like, riding on this very silly pipe dream of ours, like, with us. And I think that, like, really um, helped yeah. in despite, like, the length of time it took to make. Like, we still, like, I don't know, kept to it and, you know, kept and, grinding. And that's, a, that's important. You can look at it at a microscopic level or a larger level. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I'm a writer. It's a very simple thing. Like... A single person is required, but it's nice to have my fiance push me to do it. You know, yeah. say mm-hmm. this is good. I like what you're doing here. Yeah. Now you guys, you guys are all working together, and you're saying, guys, we're fucking getting close. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, look at yeah, this scene. Exactly. Look at the lighting. Look at the acting. Uh, the special effects are phenomenal. If we can just get this together with the other stuff, we got a fucking movie here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and who knows what happens from there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's the question we're asking today. Yeah, right? I think yeah. one of the things that kept us going too that was kind of shocked us. Like, we did come up with this idea, like. It was a little bit tongue in cheek. We're like, "Hey guys, let's just fucking film this and make a movie." But then we had people like giving it their all. We were like recording these scenes. These actors are like going balls to the wall. Like when you look at the footage afterwards, you're like, "Holy shit! Like this is real. This looks good. Like, like this is everything and, for this guy." Yeah, and like right? so, I it's, I always it's almost like a guilt thing. It's like I can't let this scene and this this passion and effort that this actor that, or dumped into this go to waste. Like especially with like with like Nin, uh, Ninny Nothing and Pain St. James and uh, Naoki and. Uh, Kelly Square and um, Chomsky, complete destruction. Like these, these girls like did such a fucking good job, and it'd be like a shame for us to not complete this and like let their like these scenes go to waste. It's like, dude, and this guy took his took four weekends. This guy ruined his shirt. Right. Yeah. This guy yeah. sucked my cock to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, we had like queens coming yeah. in from a performance the night before, just like legit, like so like makeup on their face, like. Yeah. Coming into Dark Lady to meet us and going in the bathroom and cleaning up and then getting into face and it's just like that amount of effort and dedication from them was also very like inspirational and for us to keep going too. I think those are driving down from they're the motivating cape. for us. Like, yeah. Oh, fitness, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, Janet Fitness from the Cape too. Like tonight I've been from Providence, like coming down on weeknights, weekends. Um, who did a fucking killer job too. Like originally, like we didn't know she was gonna do this character, and she came down and read it, and we're like, nope, she has to do it. So we were like, kind of like, you need to do this character, like <laughs> fight you on this. And yeah. she, she like knocked it out of the park. Like, I, I will say, I think in terms of time timelines, like there's definitely this weird like, like I'll say like beware of the hump, maybe um, in terms yeah. of motivation for getting things done so the beginning is like cool and it's fresh and it's new and i feel like we had the motivation in the beginning that you get your first couple scenes and you're like you throw it into a program and you're like oh cool look at this it's kind of like a movie right motivation yeah it's motivation and so you're like oh great so you start filming stuff then you reach like the middle of it where you've been going and plotting along for like a year 
and you're like halfway through and you're like, holy fuck, there's so much work that we still have to do. And of course there's other, there's side things, there's jobs, there's relationships, there's all this stuff going on. And you're like, we just have to keep plotting and keep plotting. Right. And like, I feel like there was a, a stretch at times where like we weren't getting as much done because the motivation might've been like lacking in, in all of us. Right. Just for, for life reasons is because it's been so long. Right. But then this now is, that we're at nearing the end, I, I think I'm not to interrupt you. I'll yeah, let you yeah. continue, yeah, yeah. but I think that's a great point that we shouldn't just glaze over real quick. Let's talk about it just for a second. Mm-hmm. Life shit. There's shit happening in your lives that has nothing to do with the movie. Right? You guys are all fucking working jobs. Yeah. You have relationships. You have your families. There's all the crazy shit that comes with life, right? In the middle of this movie that you guys are trying to pull together by your fucking selves. Yeah. So this is a fucking special thing. Let, we'll let Chris talk for a second. Go ahead, bud. I just... Quick anecdote on that. Um, one of our characters um, who definitely gets murdered in like the movie <laughs> um, had to get like murdered... Spoiler. At the house that their boyfriend who broke up with them a week before them. <laughs> oh, shit. So it, it was, was like, a really good set. I just, what, what can we say? I meant, it, was, it was a perfect set. And so essentially this character who, who knows who they are, but like basically just had to get stabbed in the chest, like in their ex-boyfriend's house while their ex-boyfriend was just sitting there being like, when are you done with my house? <laughs> you got some really good tears in the shot. I bet they were real. <laughs> the realness, dude. This shit's getting too real in here. I'm getting disturbed. Yeah, we kind of put our we put our cast to the ringer. We had people lying naked in like 20 degree weather. We have someone I can't I can't say what we did to Peyton because that's like gonna give crap away. But like right. so yeah. when you see the movie, like it's what, like a what, human centipede four. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Basically, that's the good um, version. Yeah, like Naoki, like. Uh, we did what we did with Trad, like you know, there's just a yeah. lot. Like, we put them through <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of what abuse. we did with Wayne, I mean, with Wayne, Wayne also had some physical oh, injuries that's... as well. Like, so you'll just have to wait and see what they are. But, um, you know, I think, I think in general, Wayne in terms of landing on his back, <laughs> and another, another challenge that, that just briefly I'll mention is that, like, the this relates to continuity, but we didn't film chronologically our scenes, right? So we jumped all over the place. We filmed whoever was available that weekend. What scene can we do with them? So we jumped from scene 96 to scene that's, 13 that's to scene 25. That's fucking confusing right? in itself, oh, right? And, Ooh, yes. but, but then spread non-chronological shooting over three years. <laughs> so now we're like, okay, what I want you to do is remember what you did two years ago whenever oh, we started right. filming? Right. This happens the day after that. So you You're like, dude, to, like, I dropped off a library book that had half the script in it. And right, yeah, exactly. I don't know where that is now. So, <laughs> yeah. I've so that was tricky. the same mohawk for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's, Mike's you are so out of style, yeah. bitch. You might know. <laughs> Mike's beard will like inexplicably grow and shrink between scenes sometimes. Too, That's good for the hallucinogenic <laughs> crowd, though, which is majority yes. our fan base. Yeah. It's so much shorter in this scene. Yeah. Am I fucking tripping, brother? Yeah. Is it him or is it What's you? What's up with Mike? You're looking weird. <laughs> like, it's very hard for me to control my beard length being Portuguese. Oh, no. It looks very controlled all evening. I'll give you that. Credentials. <laughs> a lot of continuity. Tonight. We've been here almost three hours. It looks very controlled. The, the continuity is fine. Yes. 
There's some funny like seasonal stuff too, like that we had to like. Well, we gotta wrap this shit up. Like, let's film. There's a couple summertime scenes. Oh yeah, filmed in the winter. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the leaves fell. Put your shorts on. It's five degrees out. A couple of winter scenes on. that are filmed in summer. Yeah. Oh, gotta wait yeah. till next year. Yeah, like, don't Gosh. show any trees in any shots. Exactly. <laughs> don't look at the grass. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good year, but the cherry blossoms are done. <laughs> With all the abuse you did to the actors and everybody involved, do you think they'll ever work with you again? <laughs> they say they I, will. I, I think so. I, I think like I think the long run we is, gave them is stuff that they'll beer. never be able to do again. They can't. Well, I can't give anything away, but there's stuff that they can say that they'll never be able to do again in their life. Like there's some crazy shit we do to you guys. <laughs> like, it's like if you beat a puppy long enough, it loves you still. You know, yeah. even though it's fucked yeah. up. I think I have Stockholm syndrome. That's why I agreed to do another film. Yeah. <laughs> Stockholm, dude. <laughs> Our little Patty Hearst. <laughs> you guys are keying on Should earlier episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, it's been, it's been uh, amazing uh, interviewing you guys. Uh, and just to ra- wrap it up, um, can you guys remind us how we can uh, watch the film? And actually, I will interject. Norm, this is where we were going to initially wrap it up, but there might be one or two more things we might hit before we wrap it up. But but let's plug it to the audience. Let's make sure the audience knows. these could, Because between us, me, JP, uh, Mike from Real Judgments, uh, Katie, you know, she's here too. Fucking, you guys are awesome. You know, and uh, oh, we really, life, really, man. really Big like... Big energy. Big energy. We really <laughs> like enjoyed hanging out with you guys and we want to see you succeed. Well, Oh, thank you. And yeah, yeah, regardless, I don't think you need us to do that. I think you guys succeed regardless. But Absolutely. if we can contribute a couple people here or there, we'd be happy to. And um, we're just very fortunate to have you guys on. So we just want to, you know, like like Gene said, we want to make sure that everyone listening right now, listen the fuck up. <laughs> tell them where. Tell them yeah. like what's the what's the agenda here. Um, so again, there's a lot of question marks on that. We for sure are going to have this thing done by early January end of, or end of December. Um, our movie does end during Christmas, so I think just like Die Hard, to be appropriate to create a new Christmas classic. So would this? Would you say this would be a queer New Year? <laughs> I'd say so. All the maybe we'll put that on the on the poster. To thank you for that. <laughs> if you're but, doing um, it right, that's every we, year. We are 100 percent, like without a doubt, going to do a, a Providence screening. Like we yeah. have to. Like this yeah. movie is so fucking Providence. Everything about it. Like we, it really is like a community effort. Like, um, well, you gonna let the big guns in on it though? Like, um, me and Mike and JP. promo. Can you can you come, can you come interview us on the red carpet? Yeah. <laughs> we'll fucking roll it out for you, boys. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think Anna Hope probably has some red carpet that I could buy. <laughs> Anna Hope. Anna Hope. Yeah. Yeah. I love to film a movie in Anna Hope. Absolutely. <laughs> Gotta keep it local. Oh my god. <laughs> Anna Hope. It's like gonna go to the clinic. Lamb Shack next door. Can you can you tell he used to live in a car? <laughs> yes, sir. Or Warwick. <laughs> They're about the same. That and Hope Couture. <laughs> Guys, we're giving you the comedy again, but in all seriousness, yes. in all seriousness, we want the listeners to fucking clean the shit out of their ears just for a second. Yeah. And uh, uh, Brent, uh, tell them <laughs> tell them where to find this shit. Man. J- jump on our social media on our Instagram, our Facebook. It's just the name of the movie. Uh, n- nothing nothing weird. Death um, Drop Gorgeous. We have a website site too deathdropgorgeous.com um, we're gonna keep keep up with the social media as the months go on um, we, you know we definitely 
I mean, we're going to get this out like end of December, early January, and we will have a local screening. I think that's just, you know, we kind of have to. Yeah. Beyond that, we're hoping to do like a wider distribution through like obviously DVD, maybe like online streaming services. We still have to figure all that stuff out, but the initial premiere will be in Providence. Um, December, January. It kind of goes back to what we were saying before. Yeah. Like, um, did, if you're going to do the festival route, there's certain rules you have to kind of follow versus like going like right to like live streaming. So like, we don't know which route is more, w- w- it would be best for us. And we're still kind of trying to figure figure that out. Um, but we'll definitely like keep like keep people posted on, on uh, social media. Well, we can promise you that we'll keep our listeners posted. Um, these are guys, you know, these guys, This they said this is their first podcast, and this is the first time we've interviewed a full, like, fucking movie crew, so, yeah, like, this is fucking cool, so, <laughs> loving it. you know, um, honestly, I had a fucking blast, yeah, and, um, awesome. so, we're gonna be keeping you guys on www.evilexamined.com, um, when the movie comes out, we will put up a post there, right on the homepage, where you can go to buy it, where you can go to stream it, um, and then when it comes out, you know, we'll make sure that we give you, we do our housekeeping in the beginning of our episodes and we tell people, you know, I, I plug my book shamelessly and, and, and just beg people to fucking read it. And then we'll put you guys movie in there too, you know, and uh, we'll make sure that when it comes out that the weirdos in the UK and we got for, for the, for whatever reason, we got a lot of weird people in the UK, Canada and Australia that love us. And then we have a good local community here in the United States that we appreciate. So. I want to thank uh, thank you guys for listening, but um, now that you've told them that, I, I just want to. I think we need to open it up one more time, just kind of an open call uh, to the group here. Is there anything that we missed? Anything that you guys wanted to talk about, or causes you wanted to plug, or people you wanted to thank? Uh, we leave it open to you guys. Um, I think that it's it, the, our list of thank yous would be like another three hours of this podcast. Um, yeah, we got time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we, we kind of covered the venues that we thanked. Um, again, like Coliseum, I, I think we left that out briefly. Coliseum is wonderful. They let us make a mess uh, over at Rewind. Um, so if you go into free play upstairs, we filmed a big scene, a huge scene up there, actually. It's kind of like the end of our film. Um, a lot of breakaways, a lot of blood. We you know, left, left that place spotless. <laughs> um, back to music too like we just have some musicians we want to thank too like, even like local stuff too like um, Drop Dead Horror Paint Human Beast Beta um, Motel Beta yep. Motel with Reason yeah. right that's your big song Reason nice. uh, Anxious Wave and Heat um, Husbands from Boston um, uh, Tim uh, Five from New Hampshire throws some stuff for us too um, oh, Jackie again but, oh Jackie yeah. Camel again Chris Barnes Chris Barnes from oh. um, Gem Club um, and the, the, also great um, Pippi from Rectrix wants to give us some music too um, and, then, and then again all the drag queens probably too, more right? people that we can't keep, name <laughs> yeah keep an eye out like if you're out in Providence you see that these names you know keep an eye out even the drag queens that weren't in the film we got a, lot of, we got some, a good amount of support from other drag queens too like Lodiva at um, Stable mm-hmm. and, uh, she's in the film as well um, Champagne and Champagne in Boston's been a huge support too, yeah. and she's fantastic. She better be on season four. Of Peaches Dragula. Christ. Peaches Christ. <laughs> yeah. Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley, give us a shout out. Um, yeah. Speak of the Night of the Demons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, PVD Horror, right? Because honestly, PVD Horror is the whole reason this happened. Yeah. Oh, PVD Horror, PVD too. Those guys too. fucking rule. Um, really nice guys. Yeah. They keep an eye out for their movies that they're doing at, um, at Revival, too. Revival has been great yep, as well. That's in Cranston, Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, that's where we met. They do mo- they do movies for free, dude. It's completely yeah. for mm. free. Go in there, have a good time. Our boombox yeah. in that teaser actually is from Troop. So Sean Larkin, who owns Revival and Troop, we, we contact him to borrow a boombox from that place, yeah. and we he hooked it up. So that yeah. boombox is from funny revival connection 
Um, but yeah. We also filmed like a really important scene at the Providence Eagle. Uh, oh yeah, Mikey over there. Yeah. Providence Eagle. Amazing. When is oh the my new god, that's right, the Basement Eagle. Yeah. When is the like, new wow. trailer coming out? Because oh, that's the one I want to promote. That's the one you really want to promote, right? Yeah. The upcoming trailer. Yeah. So we're trying to get something like every uh, every like couple of weeks, just because like we're so close to the actual release date. We want to keep like the hype going. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna we we can comfortably say like early October at some point that it's gonna oh, yeah. pop. Um, well, to the people, we usually have a few hundred people that go to our website mm-hmm. and check it out. So to Evil Examine, that's www.evilexamine.com. Just head over to the homepage. You'll be able to see the most recent trailers uh, for the Death Drop Gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. We'll update them accordingly. And then uh, when you click it, or even even after it's off the homepage, you can see it under the Evil Video section. We'll keep it there. But... Um, when you click on it, you you should also get a link uh, to the boys' social media. And then, if you want to reach out to any of them, whether you like the sound on the movie, the lighting on the movie, the direction of the movie, the actors in the movie, you can reach out to these guys. We'll give you that credentials there. Let us know, or you could send us an email personally. We'll we'll put you in connection with them. But I think I think we've done a great job, guys. I think um, I'm very excited to release this episode. Can I touch on something you just said too? Um, like he was just saying too, we are willing to answer any questions about anything we've done production-wise, like products that we've used or anything. Like we want to like encourage other artists and filmmakers and everything in between. Like you know, we're here to help. So if you guys have questions, like just please feel free to contact us. Right. What's the email? Give us the email. Uh, deathdropgorgeous at gmail.com or just message us on our Instagram or Facebook too. It's like, important, guys. Like, it's important, yeah. guys. Send it to deathdropgorgeous at gmail.com. Um, or if you're on our website, hit us up too. We'll forward you over to them. But it's important, especially, let's say, we got people from all over the country that listen to us in weird places. If you guys have a friend or you know somebody in a place that can play a local movie that, you know, go check out the trailer, of course. It's going to be on our website. If you think it's something that is worth promoting, hit us up, dude. Uh, we want to make a, a good a good market. You know what I mean? And uh, just all let's all network together, make something cool. These guys worked really fucking hard on this movie. For three fucking years, the least you can do is stop being a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Get off the fucking couch. Just fucking do something with yourself. Help push something original, not a remake. Yeah. Yes, yes. Me yes. and Mike are sitting here reviewing Traces of Death for yeah. you, fucks. Yeah. We watch, we watch like a hundred people die for your fucking entertainment. Yeah, it's the least you can do. It wasn't entertaining. We no, threw totally. up and then had sex. And if uh, and if Kitty Litter is gonna sue us for defamation of character, at least watch the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a ticket stub. Yes. That's defecation of character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and in closing, I mean, related to that, I think we all would encourage everyone who is like an potential aspiring indie filmmaker to just do it. Like none of us had any experience. I mean, yes, like you had some experience with like background in school. None of us had actual made any short films even or, or feature length films. And so then we all just like jumped in and decided to do it one day. And so like we were it's just like jumping into the fucking deep end and doing it. Can so. they reach out to you if they have any questions? One hundred percent. We encourage it. Like we yeah. do we want people, especially in the in the LGBTQ community to make some movies. There's a lot of stories that aren't yeah. being told, a lot of voices aren't being heard. Whether it's horror or not, you know, obviously we would love horror, but like just make something, do something. Yeah. Just do something original, you got a good idea, do it. Right, Brendan's saying, absolutely, LGBT community, if you think, uh, you know, if you're not ready to take that step yourself, holler at these guys, they've fucking done it already, or to the wider audience, anybody, right, anybody who hasn't fucking done this, that has a passion to do it, hit us up, dude, this is what we're all about.
you know. Um, yeah, any definitely. any closing words, gentlemen? Go go check out any of the talent in our film too. If you see any of those names on a flyer, whether it's the bands or the queens, you know, go check them out. Um, all the queens in our, our movie are active and they're always doing stuff. They're like all over Providence, constantly like working their asses off. Go check them out; they're a fucking blast. The bands as well. Um, majority of bands are still active. Um, Anxious Wave and he uh, Drop Dead Beta Motel, which is now I think uh, they're doing a thing called Drop Ceilings too. Um, Jackie Camel, Bright Light, Bright Light. All these people are active. If you see their names, go check them out. Um, listen to the music. And again, this is Evil Examine, Real Judgments, collaborating with Micah Hearn, Chris Dap Dapley. You fucked it up. <laughs> Finally did it. Dap PP. The P. Fuck it. You can Del hit Pay. up one of those Del other Pay. boys up. And then uh, <laughs> we got Brandon Paris, Wayne Gonsalves, Ryan Miller. This has been. Death Drop Gorgeous! Thank you.